0: Podcast. Woo. What's up, people? Welcome to Creative Theory Podcast, show that brings you conversations with visual artists about how they got to where they got, what their day to day is like, what their struggles are, their goals, thoughts on what's happening in the art world, and a lot, a lot more. Uh, my name is Ilya, and uh, I am the host. <laughs> and uh, today we got a really special guy artist, designer, photographer. He also does really funny Instagram stories, and <laughs> sometimes I actually, I don't think I get them, but maybe he'll be able to explain it to me. They're pretty good. You got to follow him. He's also the man behind Vancouver-based print and apparel brand, Explor- Explorers Press. That's a hell bit of a mouthful. <laughs> uh, Brendan McGonetti. What's Thanks. up? What's up? Thanks for uh, joining on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, man. My yeah. pleasure. Um, I guess about those Instagram stories... Do you have? Do you think your quirky humor just helps you in art? Because sometimes I don't think I get it.
1: Oh, you mean <laughs> like the ones where I put my face on everything? You put your everything? face on everything? Yeah, I don't know. Once they came out with that sticker, I just I couldn't help but put my face <laughs> on stuff. I mean, I guess that's art in it, it totally is. It's 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 my it's how I express myself.
0: If you say yeah, I was gonna if you say it's art, then it's art. And yeah. You, why not? I don't putting, know.
1: That's the best feature they put out for sure.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you feel like it's like. Uh, Sometimes people draw like dicks on the walls, but sometimes you put your face on funny people or, I mean, I don't know, it's a good comparison, but it just seems so like uh, it's super playful.
1: I'm drawing a dick on the wall, like in the greater sense. I'm I'm drawing the dick on on the internet, you know. On the internet? Yeah.
0: In a little bit more (laughs) mature way? Yeah. Well, uh, I want to get into really the story and I think how you came up with the brand and how that blew up. It seems like it's, uh, it's so cool. It's usually so cool to see people around you, especially how, uh, especially with art and how successful it gets. But, um, what does uh, your life look like right now? Because you're freelancing, right?
1: Yeah, so I run the brand full time. I've been doing the brand full time for about five years, um, and then beyond that, I do a lot of, uh, I do a lot of white label design for other brands and companies, and I do. Uh, middleman production, so people come to me and they want the styles of products that I offer through Explorer's Press, whether it's print sh- stuff like shirts and hoodies and hats, or they want pins, they want keychains, whatever. So um, I do a lot of that, and then I do some straight graphic design for a few clients here in Vancouver and a few in Toronto, and I also run a company that does commercial signage, so windows and sand <laughs> Yeah, <so laughs> that's
0: a that's a handful. I do a little bit of. Stuff. And you have uh, so what's the average workday then? Um, so
1: I wake up around seven every day yeah. and nice. i just
0: you're a uh, that's yeah Six forty five in the summer nice.
1: 6 30 45 in the summer but because it's winter the sun's not out yet when i get up and it's kind of depressing but <laughs> yeah. i wake up in the morning make coffee and then i just break up my laptop sit on the couch and just go through emails because i deal with a lot of stuff out east so usually everyone out there has already been going for a couple hours and um and then usually I head down to uh, my studio down here in Chinatown at about 9:30 or 10, just after traffic, and I work there until about one or two in the afternoon. And then I either go and run errands, or if I have to install a graphic or anything, I'll go and do that. And then I get back home for around dinner time, and then make dinner, keep working
0: usually. So uh, yeah, so you do keep working after?
1: Yeah, most days. Yeah, <laughs> I've been trying to. I've been trying to shut it down right at five or six, but it's hard. You know. If I was stuff gonna say, there. are you
0: able to separate yourself like the work and the? No, is a, that's not a thing, right?
1: This this year, my New Year's resolution. Well, I had two New Year's resolutions, yeah. but my work-based one was um, to give myself one day off a week. So I've been trying to just take one day to not answer emails or because I mean, you know, not doing, not actually doing any work, like not actually drawing or doing any design, is one thing. But actually, not interacting with the, you know, my work email and stuff like yeah, that yeah. Is, is sort of my goal. Um, and it's been okay I've, I've, <laughs> had, a few, I've had a few successful <laughs> weeks I guess we're like you know six weeks in or whatever
0: not bad yeah yeah I, I can't believe it's, it's only six weeks I know weeks, it feels like a while but um, that separation uh, then but are you saying you're not even taking weekends there's no such thing or yeah, yeah i
1: have well i mean because i co-own a store down here in chinatown as well so i guess i forgot to mention
0: another thing in the list yes yeah
1: so we're only open saturday sunday and then by appointment through the week so um we split the weekend days and so if i work saturday then usually sunday i try and take sunday as my day off and that's just the day that i usually end up cleaning my house and just sort of doing life stuff Oof. um but, yeah, I mean, I w- generally, I'll work through the weekends. I'll answer emails. I'll, I'll do whatever just because I, I like getting stuff just out of the way. I, I hate leaving stuff on my plate until the next day because I figure if I can just answer this email even from my phone and just, like, get it out of my inbox, it's easier than leaving it and then doing it later.
0: So. Uh, I definitely relate to that. Yeah. But yeah, and emails are especially, like, not exactly the artistic side.
1: No. My friend said that to me. Um, this was six or seven years ago. Okay. Uh, in San Francisco, he said to me... Um, when I decided to become an artist, nobody told me I was going to be a bill collector. <laughs> and that's how I feel. like it's My yeah. job is, like, 1% creative, really, and the rest of it is just trying to get paid. And or, just running around, <laughs>
0: yeah. trying to get money from people?
1: Yeah, or, like, trying to deal with, you know, tax stuff. I'm really lucky because my mom is uh, – oh, she's cool. an accountant, so yeah. she really helps me. I mean, I have a bookkeeper, I have another accountant, you know, all that stuff. Like, nobody told me that, that it was, like, running a small <laughs> business is really hard, and, and, you know, the government doesn't – you know, there's no handbook, right? So I just got And
0: it, it sounds like you – Took yourself through business school just by doing it? Yeah, I
1: guess <laughs> so. I mean, my, my parents set aside uh, a little bit of money for me to go to school, and I never ended up doing any post secondary. I never went anywhere after high school. I went straight into the workforce, oh, as wow. they say. Yeah, what but. Um,
0: what kind of workforce? What is that?
1: Well, I worked in. I did a bunch of different crap. Um, I was. You know, I worked in bike shops. I worked in kitchens. I worked in bike shops. I was a bike messenger. I worked as a mover. I did all sorts of stupid stuff that wasn't you know but and, and creativity was always you know the hobby uh and then so th- the last job that i did before i ended up doing what i do now full-time was i was working as a screen printer industrial screen printer uh in etobicoke just outside toronto cool toronto's brooklyn um <laughs> yeah so i did that and then that's kind of what led to doing the brand full-time but anyways yeah um
0: where was i going with that no was it no, no that was great was the screen printing something that actually helped you um uh, transition into um Explorers
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that was the thing is I was doing, I was self-publishing books and making zines and um, making prints. That's what I, you know, we would print shirts all day, but they would let us use all the screen printing um, equipment to make our own stuff at the end of the day or uh, on our lunch break or before work. So I was making prints, like prints on paper, making self-publishing little books, making my own shirts and stuff and just like selling them at art shows or even giving them away or trading them with people. Like the zine community was just kind of really happening at the time. And this was probably in 2000 and. I want to say
0: 2012. Is it still... Is there still a community? Because I don't... You said you're from Toronto. I don't really see as much of this in Vancouver. Is it bigger in Toronto? I mean, it was...
1: Yeah, it was bigger in Toronto for sure. I mean, I don't really know. I haven't. I m- actually, I made a zine for the first time in a few years. Last year, I made this little zine. It was all about billiards and pool. Um, you
0: should explain what a zine is.
1: Oh, it's like <laughs> a zine is just like it's a crappy version of a magazine, I guess. <laughs> and is it zine because it's smaller? Is that the idea? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, th- I remember buying them at you know, antisocial when I was in high school. Uh, and they're just like these little DIY, like Xerox books or little magazines that people make. And I was making them in high school. I was making all sorts of like, just little things. I'm making prints, doing stencils and like just writing graffiti and all that stuff. So you
0: already knew you were creative then?
1: Yeah. I mean, I had always been sort of had that creative mind. I always liked drawing and I always liked painting and photography. I mean, I did a lot of photo stuff before I got back into illustration because my, my mid twenties, I didn't draw all that much. I was doing more photo and, you know, having shows and I was, you know, I was moderately successful with that stuff, but it was just kind of hard because there's a lot of people out there doing it. and. It was kind of feast or famine, and I always mm-hmm. had to have a real job as well. Which
0: <laughs> real job? What is that? What is a real job? <laughs> well,
1: a, a real job, I guess, is one where somebody tells you what you have to do yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah, I that's don't. that's most of us. It Doesn't work for me. I don't like it. <laughs> well,
0: it, it's pretty sweet that it worked out the way it did. Uh, for you.
1: Yeah, I mean it was I think it was a combination of it was good timing just with With social media was changing like the landscape for social media was changing and people were really paying attention To what was happening on Instagram and it was this new thing where it was really easy to if you're creative like Put your stuff out there and for a lot of people to see it. So I think part of it was timing and then part of it was just like I I wanted a way to Take my designs and other people's designs and sort of make them more accessible So instead of making prints that were like, you know, hundred bucks or having originals that were you know, were Five hundred bucks, like you can just like make a shirt or a patch and sell it for five bucks or twenty bucks or whatever, and, and then people could have it and enjoy the art and have something that's tangible instead mm. of just looking at it on the internet, you know, and, and making it accessible for people. That was sort of always the idea behind Explorers Press was to be able to have this platform for myself and other artists to to put stuff out there, you know.
0: I love the fact that that was your approach to it because I, I actually um, I think either you wrote it on your uh, website or somewhere, yeah, I read about the fact that you do want to make your art accessible, which is a pretty uh, honest approach and, and i think it, it's great especially being an artist and you understand either how expensive it is or how harder it is to get uh to get just other people's artists i mean that's kind of just re- reality of it and i think you found a really cool way to keep the integrity and the quality right just but but then you can make it so i don't know it's like 10 bucks and people can get like this piece that you created and it can be across the world
1: yeah I think it I think it's just I like having tangible things I like owning oh, art totally, you know yeah, yeah. If, if I had if I could if I could I would own like you know I would spend I would spend all my money on on art and prints and everything but you know it's like one I ran out of wall space a long time ago <laughs> that's how I feel I want
0: to keep I wonder if I should start buying art and just like giving away his gifts, but it doesn't feel right because I want to like, keep it, but yeah, there's yeah. not enough walls. Yeah. yeah,
1: I know. I mean, I my, my old apartment in Toronto, I had everything stacked on the wall like salon style, so oh, I like yeah, floor-to-ceiling yeah. frame stuff. Nice. And, uh, you know, I have... But yeah, and then it's just like I have a flat file full of prints that I bought that I never even had space for. And I just like owning... I, I like stuff. I'm a hoarder, I guess. Um, but hoarder, good art? Good and bad. I, I like bad art. You I got, got bad art too? I like, <laughs> well, I like bad art just as much as good art. I mean, I would say about... The biggest thing that gave that made me feel juice creatively working in the screen printing shop was you're just surrounded by bad design all day. Like you're <laughs> just printing stuff for like cheers, you're you're Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're printing like the worst shit, and yeah. then you're seeing like you know you're seeing colors next to each other, and you're seeing. That was what got me more juice than seeing good <laughs> art because you, you know good art you're like I want to make that because you see it and it's good, but you can't make it because somebody else already did. But with bad art you are just like okay now I know what not to do.
0: Oh um, so, th- <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. So the last show Rico was here and he was saying how the bad stuff was almost as inspiring because he was like if these people are doing this and they're getting paid for this stuff i can definitely do better
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i think that and there's the, there is a point where it comes full circle and it's so bad that it's good and i feel like half my designs are so bad they're good you know like i look a lot at stuff that's 90s like 80s 90s souvenir stuff and um and it's just crappy graphic design and that's what makes it so good you know it has this sort of nostalgic feel to it i was just at the I was just at the flea market, the terminal flea yeah, yeah, yeah. before um, this morning, and uh, I just like found all these old bumper stickers that say like, I heart weekends, <laughs> holidays, and <laughs> like, afternoons or something like that. And it doesn't make any sense, but it's like, it's so bad.
0: It's That's good, cool. You know? uh, I was actually going to go there this Saturday. I need to look up things for painting. But um, why do you think it's bad? Is it is it actually bad, the stuff you're talking about? Like, wh- what's the... Uh,
1: I think if you went to somebody who was a trained graphic ah, okay, designer okay. and asked okay. him if it was a good design, no, because it's somebody that's, yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's got this, it's got, it's got this X factor, you know, that you just look at and you're like, that's so good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, it's, it's been enough time for it to, like you're saying, feel nostalgic.
1: Well, it's so honest because it's somebody that just wanted to, they had a weird idea. Totally. Like the other sticker I bought said, I heart dogs. And it's That's like
0: cool. somebody.
1: Somebody was like, oh, "I don't really like. I really love dogs, and I want to make this bumper sticker and put it on the back of my car." You <laughs> That's know? what
0: I love about. It. There's things you see and you forget to think about the fact that someone actually decided to really spend their time contact the printers. I want 1,000 copies of iHeartDog. Dog. Like it's just everything. Everything actually has thought in it, especially these old things. Like you almost forget to think about, uh, like you're saying, the bumper stickers. Like, oh yeah, someone spent a lot of time and really a lot of love into this
1: well and stuff that we think is is lame like somebody else is like oh that's so cool exactly. like i see bumper stickers and say like oh, i love irish irish highland dancing you know and it's like got <laughs> this corny little irish yeah. clip art guy and yeah. like to me that's lame but then i kind of look at it and i'm like somebody loved that enough to like put it on their nice car
0: totally yeah and i think there's a art to making good bad art that's uh, you know, or good ugly art like I don't know how to say it but there's certain artists where especially for example I see it in character design and especially in French character designers they draw uh, I guess it would be more for animation field but sometimes the way they draw you can usually tell if an artist is French by the way they draw it and it has a bit of like ugliness to it it's not perfect but it makes it's so much cooler because it's not perfected you know what I mean Mm -hmm. if you compare a French like Goblin I think is an animation school to you know to stuff that Disney comes out with there's this big difference where I don't know they just make things a little like awkward in a beautiful way I mean not everyone but I'm just saying there's this kind of there's a there's a skill to making really good bad art I think that
1: yeah I mean so from something that I do when I finish a design it's I'll go like if I design something straight into illustrator if i'm not actually drawing it on paper which f- sometimes for certain products i don't do anything on paper i just go straight into illustrator mm-hmm. and I, i'm doing say I'm laying out text or whatever i will go in when i'm done the design and i will kind of just like make certain things off center yeah, and nice. i will just you know put like skew uh a one letter by one degree and just kind of make it imperfect and I making think
0: it like feel handmade basically
1: right n- not even handmade but just like sort of you know the imperfections are what makes it so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily handmade, like it's still an illus, like it's still a vector design or whatever. But I just don't want it to be perfect because perfection for me it looks kind of, it looks, it's too sterile or something. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Especially for, I guess, the look that you're going and the fact, uh, which probably mentioned that, um, the brand's theme is uh, outside, the, like a uh, outdoors, out like yeah. That the I think that.
1: I mean, I I I've heard more than one person say, well, you just said that the brand is about outdoors the, the brand's about exploration and that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean like camping it, mm-hmm. it, it for me exploration is you know either like it's th- stuff inside the city it's just sort of like yeah. experiencing shit outside of just what you do day to day i don't know it's it the brand is super loose i make whatever the hell i want and then just as yeah. a byproduct people seem to like it so i sell do you it, so.
0: dislike the fact that you have to call it a brand
1: yeah i never mm-hmm. wanted to that, that this wasn't the goal that's you know?
0: why yeah, i feel a little weird out of uh, I didn't want to project but being an artist you know it's it's your creation like you don't want to call it like it's not a brand you're making art for yourself and other people you know what I mean it's still a project that you're creating right
1: and i feel like using the term art is sometimes it feels it feels a little controversial cuz i'm like is this art like i, I don't know uh, like, but well, it's what? like
0: you're saying you're making those instagram videos and putting your face on it if that's art what you're <laughs> what you're making is yeah art <laughs> i guess i mean it's
1: i just do whatever the hell i want and uh, people seem to like it so i i never really second guess it I just do you um, ever put pressure on yourself to make things that people like no i I mean, I guess yeah, over the last few years, I have felt a little bit more pressure. My whole thing in the beginning was I just said to myself, i'm going to make stuff that I want, stuff that I like, and then if people want to buy it, that's cool and that that's been good and bad for me, like I've had a few designs where it just went ra- way over people's heads, or they're just too screwed up or like too
0: whatever yeah i
1: don't know, I don't really care. I mean, yeah. like I've made products that I've never released under the brand, and I just wanted to make them and i just have bags and stickers and like, all this stuff in my house just because i wanted
0: it that's a, uh, that seems to be the way to do it that sounds a lot more creative
1: well and i mean it's a luxury for me like you know i have i have this brand that makes mm-hmm. that I, I i earn a living off of so i can just like spend my spend my money to like you know i made this pool zine and i sold a few of them but they were really just for myself and mm-hmm. they're just like all these all this imagery that i collected over the years like in pool halls and all these logos and I made like a patch that said world's worst gambler and <laughs> like all this weird stuff. And I don't know. I just, w- I did it cause I wanted to do it. And you said that was last year, right? Yeah, it was the end of last year. So it was, I, like, yeah, I think I did it for like November last year and yes. I didn't, I didn't sell them through explorers press. Like I got put it up on my personal Instagram that I had the thing and I'd sold mostly to friends and like gave them away and traded them with people, which was what it felt like at the beginning when I was doing zines, you know, as this community thing right. around
0: you're it, you're going back to the roots trying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just
1: wanted, I wanted to make something for myself because we were ta- chatting about this before we went on the air is, you know, like everything I do now that's creative is like, you know, there's some pressure because I need to make money to like yeah. pay my rent. And, you know, I have a shop that I have to pay the rent there. And, um, you know, it's it's not like it's not something I do at the end of the day because I have a nine to five job that sustains me. It's like my 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 livelihood is based on creativity, yeah. which is can get tricky. I would you know? say
0: that's probably the the biggest obstacle for a lot of people is um, when it what it is freelancers yeah it's like finding that separation because if you go to like if you're doing 95 somewhere y- even you know graphic designer animator artist whatever y- you are able to turn off after or hopefully you can and then do stuff for yourself and hopefully there's no pressure for you to sell it because you know you have your full-time job well like, in your case like like we we're saying in the beginning there's there's not a large separation just because your art is what you like to make and so now that becomes a job and a lifestyle that things you want to make too right
1: yeah i mean it doesn't feel like a job 100 of the time there's that's parts good. of it that that's feel awesome. like the job the stuff that we were talking about where it's like you know i'm invoicing and i'm doing all this stuff like that feels like a job but like really at the end of the day i i, I take a step back sometimes and you know even when i go get a coffee i'm like man, i could just be working here and that would suck Indeed. not you know no diss to people <laughs> working the coffee shop but that's just not for me you know i don't really well it's just
0: because you're a creative i think uh, so actually tell me about those crappy jobs that you did would you, uh, oh man did that help was that good for you
1: yeah I mean, to help me find my way, and you know what? I, working in the bike shop, you know, I did that for seven or eight years, and um you know i I ran the shop out in Toronto, my boss lived here, wow. and uh, you know he still got a few shops here, and um that taught me a lot about business mm-hmm. and like just how to deal with mm, nice. you know, how, how business works yeah, and like yeah. you know banking and all and all that stuff. so I mean, yeah, that was a cool job. working as a bike messenger was a cool job. It's cool if you if you like being poor, but I mean <laughs> other than that, it was cool because. <laughs> I was doing a lot of photography, and I would yeah. just have my little, you know, I was shooting film, so I'd have a little point-and-shoot film camera, like, in a pouch, like, on the strap of my messenger bag, and I was outside for, like, eight or nine hours a day oh, that's awesome. in Toronto just biking around, so would just see crazy stuff, and, like, you know, the, me- the other messengers out there were pretty colorful people, so that was how I kind of really... And then I, you know, ended up making a zine out of, like, all the stuff that I was seeing on the road, and that was cool. I would have done that forever, you know, if it wasn't, like, if you didn't make, like, 60 bucks a day, <laughs> right? and, like, yep. hard riding you mean would
0: have done the the zines the photography or the message uh messaging um <laughs> hello people y- waving outside
1: somebody's bringing me a coffee i think um Come yeah I, no i would have done i would have been a bike messenger forever if it was like viable i yeah. loved that job i loved everything about it it was just like it's hard to make a living mm-hmm. and do that you know it's like it was cool i was 20 you know i was yeah. 20 or 21 and it was rad but um yeah i don't know it's uh, there's a lot of things. You know, if I have if, if money wasn't a factor, I would probably be doing something different, you know, that's like awesome, yeah. d- I would like to just like
0: what would the what is what a professional be? vacationer would be nice? Nice, that's a good one, yeah. Yeah, I
1: yeah. don't know like hammock testers. <laughs> like that, that's a job.
0: You're still thinking of a job though. You don't need a job if you money is not a problem or you would still need something some sort of activity. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would I think I'd need something to like fill my days,
1: you know. I'm not yeah. good I don't have I'm not good with like being like not doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at going away and just like reading for seven days like i need activities yeah yeah, yeah. that's
0: yeah. A, that's how i feel as well you get itchy right first couple of days just oh, relaxing yeah. uh.
1: this is the first last year is the first year that i like successfully went away and just like <laughs> chilled a little bit but yeah it's hard
0: you're making vacations sound like a lot of work
1: they are you know i don't take <laughs> vacations i go away for work like i go away and um I like go to somewhere and I will like do some work while I'm there, and that's what I enjoy because that's like a good way for me to see the city and have some purpose and write it off, you know, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> <Good one>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's why artists are hard to date. You just never stop, so, especially like, if like people who are not artists. Like, I'd like to go on the record and say that I'm not hard to date. You're not hard to date. Yeah. Okay, no, okay. No, I hope he, not. he's not, but I feel like the the brain that never stops and never shuts down. No, like. Uh, doing a lot of work for people who are not creative i think it's hard to get i think that
1: more than anything it's just what we talked about where i, I come home and i keep working and so like for to fit somebody else into your life and have that is can be tricky for somebody else that mm. it doesn't have like a big full life you know like um somebody that works nine to five and then they're done at five and they just want to like chill out and watch a movie i'm like okay well i'm gonna
0: keep working because i enjoy my work you mm-hmm. know oh, yeah. it, it's for me that's fulfilling right so <sighs> awesome! Uh, <laughs> like we're flying around all these concepts. I really like how it's going. I got this. Uh, I mean, they they like I was telling you before. I got this trajectory of where the conversation in my ma- mind would go, and then it doesn't, and it's actually kind of fun like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels. I mean, I, we you and I knew each other before. Like we used yeah, yeah. to share
1: the studio together. So,
0: uh, so um, before I get to that, because that's actually where I was going. Um, you're saying you like purchasing art. What's the uh, what's the last uh, piece you got? Do you remember?
1: Uh, oh, my friend Skip. Um, lives down in Seattle. Hey Skip, hey Skip, if you're <laughs> listening, what's up? Um, he he made these beautiful flocked prints. So they're like screen printed, but they have that flocking, and it's, it feels like. What is that? Is it edges? Like flared? no, no, no. It's like um, it feels like almost like cloth on the paper. Wow. Like um, like it's, it's like this. It's like f- fur. It's like a furry. There's actually print. fur. Wow. Well, it's not fur. It's called flocking. I don't know. He made these really cool flock prints, and they're like black light, like, like super kind of psychedelic. Um... I just frame one of those and put that up nice. in my place i mean i have a painting that i bought i guess e- when we were in the studio together that i bought off scott sumi mm-hmm. and I, that's my favorite painting for sure i have a couple of remyo prints i have a, two remyo paintings nice, yeah, yeah. um what else do i have um,
0: oh man you don't have to name them all i've yeah. seen i've been to your house yeah, uh, briefly and you had a lot of art which yeah and a lot s- of books as well
1: yeah i love I, I love source books like Dover source books. Um, mm-hmm. so they were sort of like clip art before computers you know like in the in the 80s and 90s and they're just like these royalty free books that are either you know typefaces of fonts or whatever or just like images that you can use and I use those a lot for work where, I'll just leaf through them and find something that's kind of inspiring and I'll either use the shape from it or use a typeface that I find in there. So yeah, I collect those. I, g- I go down to Portland a lot and get them at Powell's.
0: Is that the place? Is that is the secret place? They're, they're
1: everywhere. Yeah. They were really popular in the 90s from, you know, I was pretty young, but from what I remember, my dad even had some. My dad was a commercial artist. Um, he did sign painting and he did coats of arms and, and stuff like that. So we had some in the house. And, and they're so it's mostly in the, the
0: family. So you were exposed to that stuff? Genetic. Genetic? Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> something in a hand. you know how to draw? I d- I mean that the jury's still out on that one. <laughs> I, I think maybe I know how to draw. I, I know think you to, know how to draw. I know how to doodle.
0: That's drawing. Yeah. That's <laughs> drawing. Why? Why? Seventies, eighties, nineties. By the way, why specifically? That? Uh, I think that that
1: was just sort of like graphic design. Like, I think in the in the eighties and nineties, graphic design switched from something that was just like to convey a message, like to be like this is where this thing is or these are our hours, to being something a little bit more than that, where people started to put a little bit of panache on it. Um, but it was it still felt it still looked it still looks really immature like stuff from that era mm-hmm. you know and 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 sort of the advent of going from you know like having to be a draftsman mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. like have to have be able to draw straight line yeah, or whatever yeah. to just being like okay well, we just have like I don't even know if it was illustrator back in the day but something like some crappy graphics program and then all this stuff just sort of looks really blocky and funny because anyone could have been a graphic designer yeah. you know so
0: that's so fun i think it's 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 got to be really nice to be able to embrace The fact that it can be goofy and maybe a little broken or fun or just like skewed. Because I don't like putting the pressure on myself of trying to make something perfect, like you're saying. or Because if you accept the fact that you can, in my case, for example, paint like an awkward pose, but you embrace the the idea that it can be a little weird. And like you're saying with the the designs that you like, it's nice because then it feels like there's a little less pressure.
1: Well, it might look weird to you, but... Nobody else knows what, like, what was going through your mind when you. Dr- so I, I, it I, I try and think about that because I will, I will draw something to death. Like I will redraw something a hundred times and still hate it. But so even though
0: you're pursuing that, some, like you're saying something that could have been. Okay, the, the designs you're talking about that look like anyone could have done it. So there's this, uh, I don't know, just like maybe playfulness. I don't know what how else to describe it. To well, it, it just
1: has to look right, you know. I mean, it's sort of that thing where I was talking to somebody about this the other day. With, you know, it's like you go to somebody and you're like. I need a logo and you show them the <laughs> Nike swoosh which is probably one of the most iconic pieces of graphic yeah, yeah. design but it's so simple and I think they paid like $25 for it or something like that and it's wow. like like, I need something like this that's bold and, and you know like, <laughs> and it speaks to everybody but it's like how do you you can't just
0: tell somebody to like get, do the Nike
1: swoosh yeah. you know right it's 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 something that it just yeah, it's an X factor like I said you know you don't know how it
0: you think it's organic the, the way these things
1: happen yeah or accidental maybe yeah, or yeah. you know like it's some of the some of the the best, the the best received designs that I've made are ones that I just like really doodled on a napkin oh. and like then just digitized or whatever, and then people were like, "This is unreal!" Like people have gotten tattoos of them. Damn. And I'm like, "Shit, it's I drew pressure. that in three minutes." You <laughs> Don't know? tell them. Well, now he did. Well, but it doesn't <laughs> matter, you know. It's like that's like, that speaks enough to somebody for them to like f- for them to like love it that much to like get it tattooed or whatever or buy or, you know even buying yeah. something that's five bucks that has it on there like that's you know that's crazy.
0: Man, these kind of cases always make me. <sighs> think of not overworking stuff or uh, yeah just like letting that first idea and go with it Be- because uh usually in art schools you know they would teach you you know you're gonna do 20 thumbnails and then you're gonna pick one and you do three color versions of that mm-hmm. and, uh, is sometimes it feels like you're killing the idea because you're just like keep going without having a reason to <laughs> i don't know it's something you have to figure out by yourself because sometimes maybe the first idea is the coolest and it's the freshest and
1: I think, that, yeah, I mean, there's been a few times when I've designed something, you know, felt like I designed it to death, and then I just went back to um to the drawing board and, like, the first iteration <laughs> of it, and I'm like, that was actually pretty good, and then it's just, like, it's only going through that whole process, and, you know, I you know that's the nice thing about working in Illustrator, and um, I remember watching a talk with Aaron Draplin uh, from Draplin Design Co. He designed, like, the the Field Notes books. Cool. Um, he's a really good graphic designer, and just I'll watching him, him workflow, and he's just constantly, like, copying the vector that he just made and like throwing it off to the side of his artboard and he's like vectors are free and he just keeps on copying them <laughs> that's cool. and so like <laughs> then you can go back and look at like all the stuff that you've mm, done and yeah. what led you up to that point and you're like oh this is where i took a left-hand turn you know and then you can kind of go back and that's awesome but yeah c- you know keep it simple stupid that's yeah that's a good one yeah case, just put
0: it in, do you have that by your table or no uh, probably it's probably one.
1: buried under like 600 other pieces of paper but yeah i probably
0: wrote that down <laughs> somewhere I, l- I learned that in animation school yeah, uh, funny thing about clients is they usually if they're trying to overwork something, they usually go back to the first design. That's yeah. kind of a that's an unfortunate thing about the in- industry. So many times this happened where you like right, work on a design, work on a design and then they at the end just like circles back to like, Can we have it more simple? And you're like, Oh yeah, like the first idea. Oh yeah. Well that sucks <laughs> like designing
1: by the process of elimination is yeah. where you're like, Well you can figure out really easily what you don't like when I show you six designs, mm-hmm. but it's like you gotta pick something.
0: That's why it's cool to be you. Have the freedom. You do whatever you uh, want. Yeah, that's my cross Alright. to bear. right, <laughs> you're either positive or uh, uh, optimistic, pessimistic about <laughs> it. Uh, let's get, uh, I guess, uh, to the beginning. So, like you're saying, uh, uh, from what I understand, the you started the Explore Press in 2013, and I think I actually met you maybe around that time or just a little after. Because I got, uh, we used to share a fine art studio or studio space, and I got, I'm trying to remember when I got into it, but I'm pretty sure you're you're you already maybe like i moved
1: so i was still in toronto i started the brand yeah i guess at the end of 2012 like i okay. branded it as explorers press in 2013 okay but um you know i was starting to make stuff in 2012 2011 um but then yeah i moved back to vancouver in 2015 i think yeah 2015 so i was living yeah in toronto for okay six so years. maybe 2015 yeah
0: did you think when you're starting to do it in 2012 did you think that it could be a main like this main thing you do mm. for money making no. for supporting no, yourself no not at all no. that wasn't it
1: wasn't even really on my radar it wasn't even a goal i had never i had never thought that that was what i wanted to do like i knew i wanted to work in the creative field and i mm-hmm. wanted to make art and I never really was like, I never, I've never been good at being like, here's my game plan and I'm going to do this <laughs> and then this and then I'll be able to do this. I just was like, okay, I'm going to do some, I like look at the one thing that's right in front of me. And, but so no, I did not think that this was going to be what I ended up doing full time as a living, you know, making a very comfortable living off of it. Um, it just ended up happening that way. Nice. And I, you know, I'm grateful, I'm happy, I'm stoked, yeah. right?
0: Uh, what did you think your life would be? Or no plan at all. Like,
1: I'll no uh, work in the bike shop forever. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> work in the screen printer forever. I don't
0: know. I mean, I've, I've done so many different things,
1: and it just kind of happens organically. And I'll fall into something, and I'll like stop enjoying something. So I will let it go, and I will start something else. And who knows? Maybe like by this time next year, I'll be like a pipe fitter. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> but uh, I just like you're just
0: gonna be making stuff still.
1: I go with the flow. Yeah. It's the easy, and it's it's easy it's easy to say that. It's hard. It's hard when you're like you know you have a real life. And you have to kind of be like, well, what if, you know, what if I need to plan for my future? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Once the, all these big things start showing up or start being conscious of it. Yeah, Kind of you know. planning for the future, I guess.
1: I mean, I can't speak for my dad, but I know that he, you know, he was he was doing the commercial art thing. And, and you know, he ended up moving into a different career. And he was a paramedic for like over what? 30 years, you know, just wow. because, you know, he had the kids. And just needed something that was maybe more stable. And, you know, be I find... And I can only speak for myself, but I find being creative is can sometimes be really exhausting. Totally. You know? like you're putting oh, yeah. a lot of yourself out there. You're putting a lot of yourself into the into the work, and, mm-hmm. and it's y- like you know you can't shut off, like we talked about.
0: Or yeah. I can't shut off. Oh no, know? I completely agree yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's hard to not do it, or yeah, you kind of torturing yourself if you don't. Did your dad miss it? Do you know? No, no, no.
1: You know, I <laughs> he's a man of few words. He's uh, <laughs> I'm sure. You know, I don't know. Did Probably. he doodle
0: at least during his free time? Do you know or anything mm. like that? Or did he completely abandon that? He's creative in other ways. My okay. dad,
1: my, my whole family is really creative. You know, my sister's creative. My mother's creative. Um, and, you know, he he does lots of creative stuff. Um, maybe not drawing and painting, but like, you know, he's, like, he's got the craziest garden. <laughs> And uh, it's just like that's crazy, yeah. and it's like beautiful. It's really I could just go out there and hang out. Like when they're out of town, they're going out of town like tomorrow or the next day. Just go <laughs> You're hang gonna out hang out in the garden? Yeah, and you know I, I remember coming home from school in elementary school, and they had given us a little sapling, like a little whatever, a little tree. And he turned this thing into like a perfect bonsai, wow. and he still has it. Mad skills. Yeah, like what?
0: I don't know. How to well, do plus that. people say that's cathartic, right?
1: Like, oh, it must be. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm alright with plants. I wish I had inherited more of the green thumb, but you know he's, <laughs> that's how I feel too. <laughs> yeah, he's. And I'm just practice. The same thing as art. You know, it's yeah, a muscle. Yeah. You just got to
0: work it out. Did you... Was there a time when you felt like your... When Explorers Press became big? I don't know. Or, like, did you feel like, okay, now this is getting, like, a serious thing. I have to quit my main job and do this. Was there a yeah, point? It,
1: it felt it felt a little bit like it blew up underneath me. And I couldn't... And I didn't see it coming kind of thing. And then I woke up one day. And because I would... So, the thing was, I was working... Screen printers in Etobicoke. So I, it took me about an hour to get there. So I was waking up at six in the morning and I was dealing with Explorers press stuff before I went to work, like packing orders. Deal, you, pardon me? Early bird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always like getting up early. Um, dealing with emails and stuff. And then i go to work, work for eight hours, like hard work screen printing, like on your feet, running auto presses, reclaiming screens. Like it's didn't suck, but it was a hard job. And then I would, you know, print my stuff at work after work on my own stuff for explorers and then go home, pack more orders and like wake up and do it again the next day. And then, you know, there was one point where I was like, man, I made more money last night when I was sleeping than I'm going to make it work today. And like, (laughs) I kind of think I need to just point my energy at this. So at that point, you know, the brand, I was still working full time and the brand was already like doing its own thing and uh, there wasn't, I hadn't sunk a ton. Like I wasn't in debt from starting up the company or whatever. And, you know people were interested in it and so it was just sort of like okay i think i need to just do this full time and uh it was never like a leap of faith because mm-hmm. i already i was already seeing it working and i was busting my ass yeah doing that's things. awesome
0: that's awesome because because for example if you want to pursue fine art and gallery shows uh there isn't like a this steady stream of uh sales and you're kind of figuring it out and then you just stop working because you know nature of art shows and the amount of time it takes to prepare for it if that's the way you choose to do it you know like you can go half a year without any money and then you're basically like fingers crossed hopefully when i put these pieces into an art in the gallery hopefully they sell you know which is why I, it seems like that leap is really hard to make yeah yeah i mean i never thought that i
1: could do art full-time like that's i always thought cool. it was just yeah. something that was like a hobby i guess i never really thought much about it but with doing a brand and, and having something like that was steady. That was mm-hmm. really cool. You know, I was just like it was kind of making the same amount of money every day, and it was sort cool. of like an upward t- trend, and Sweet. that was cool. And then I was learning about like e-commerce, which was sort of a new. It wasn't. It wasn't e-commerce wasn't a new thing, but mm. like independent e-commerce, yeah, yeah, independent yeah. brands mm-hmm. were a new thing, a newish thing. Because like ten years before that, like how did you start an independent brand? Like you put an ad
0: in the back of a magazine <laughs> or something. So, yeah. I don't know. Things have changed fast. Yeah. So when you're you're saying through sh- social media and kind of that boost helped a lot as well uh, yeah. i guess like were you noticing it on there as well and actually do you feel can you see the difference now you, there's a lot of talk between artists i see about the algorithms that are on social media now which kind of annoying
1: yeah i mean instagram kind of went down the tubes in the last two years but well, i mean it got
0: sold i mean that's
1: the thing is i can't fault anybody for like taking away my perfect free marketing tool like somebody <laughs> had to make
0: money off of it you know well, yeah. and they were though like oh, even yeah. without you knowing
1: well yeah I mean but the thing is like Instagram I think that you know the whole game with that was just like user acquisition yeah yeah. like, okay well we have all these bajillion users now we sell it to like they sold it for a billion dollars that's a lot of money yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> I need to think of an idea like that.
0: Um, you got you to gotta start an app that doesn't have ad or what does it do? the algorithm? Yeah, I mean, they, th- yeah, the thing
1: is they want you to pay, right? And, and the thing that frustrates me is, uh, uh, you know, the brand has 60,000 people mm-hmm. that follow it. And, you know, they've, they've made a choice. They clicked follow mm-hmm. and then they don't see the stuff that I post because it gets pushed down and like totally, the yeah. people that pay get pushed to the top or whatever. And so that's frustrating. But at the same time, the same thing happened with Facebook, you know, and, yeah. and people stopped looking at Facebook and then something else came along which was Instagram so I have faith that something else will come along yeah. that works And it yeah,
0: basically like this is what it is and you're either um, yeah, you, you worry about it or you don't you just kind of keep going
1: I mean like, I know a lot of people that are in the same doing the same kind of thing as me like independent brands like we all put our eggs in that basket because we're like this is how we communicate with our customers mm-hmm. and um now that they're not you know, people aren't seeing the stuff as much like yeah if it's hurting everybody and it's also just like how do I adapt you know yeah and I you know I I, th- I do other stuff I do like the mailing list so I send out emails and nice. whatever I haven't had to like go to order door-to-door door yet or <laughs> anything but <laughs> that's good uh, yeah I don't know and I'm lucky too because a lot of stores picked up the brands like have 140 shops did worldwide. you contact them or did they contact you pretty much they all contacted me like man it, that's awesome yeah because yeah, instagram was just like this perfect portfolio you know and it was cool too because like all the customers were posting these rad photos so there's like yeah, you know, this yeah content. free marketing yeah and it was just like really genuine and and like this word of mouth thing and it was really organic and just really nice and like directly communicating with people that buy the stuff is yeah. really cool you know like really cool to just be like somebody's like i bought this thing and they like send you a dm and you're like i made that that's so cool <laughs> yeah, that's awesome and i think that feeling, yeah. after a while Uh, I don't want to rant on but after a while people kind of lost sight of that like after the brand got kind of big and they're like oh like started emailing me like I was Amazon Prime or something Mm, and then I'm
0: like I'm just a dude like I'm just making stuff that's well they don't even know so you do a pretty good job of keeping your Instagram account or I'm probably all social media where it's like you and then there's the the work you know and then there's Explorer Express because you don't really do you see I'm trying to remember because I was looking at your photos like it's not like I see you like you're popping up it's like hey it's me it now feels like a really professional uh, endeavor it's a real professional business so I can see why people get that feeling you know what I mean
1: I think that part of the reason is that is that I like to leave the brand open for other people to kind of collaborate and Mm. you know i don't i do whenever i may i uh, have something that somebody else designed to go like this is a collaborative piece or whatever but you know it's like i think it's important just for the brand to be its own entity and and for people to look at it and be like this is the brand people can come in and out work with the brand whatever instead of just like this brand is brendan mcganity because yeah, you know? yeah. it's not it's like it's you know and, and also like i don't want to be stuck in the you know even though the theme of the brand is really loose i don't want to just be stuck in that
0: did I mess up your name when I introduced you? How do you say your last name? Uh, it's a tough It's Meganity. Meganity. Yeah, McGannity, it's a tricky McGannity. one. Where, where's that from? It's Irish. Okay, Meganity. Yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Don't Should know have that. asked. The things I don't know. That's cool. No uh, offense. Okay, let me get back on tracks here talking about. Yeah, uh, and, and so is this a conscious choice, the way you're keeping your like your personal Instagram just like for fun, fun times and just yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean, I post stuff on my personal Instagram that I... Pr- probably wouldn't feel comfortable posting (laughs) on
0: Explorer's Press because it's a really broad
1: audience and I do some weird stuff, like put my (laughs) face on all these photos and like... So fun, so fun. Yeah, you know, and it's like, that's where I let loose, you know, that's where (laughs) I like let my hair down, I Uh, guess. Yeah, nice. Yeah.
0: Something you touched on, uh, how you're saying you like tactile things and makes sense, your choices that you made, that you're actually creating these physical objects rather than just digital art, for example. Um, Do you since you started this and then you know now in 2018 how do you see people's uh, values and approach to handmade things change
1: yeah i think that i think i need to be careful if i answer this question Mm. um (laughs) i I mean, not, not everything I make is handmade. I used to make a lot more handmade stuff. I was like hand sewing pennants and tooling leather keychains and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately the brand just got to a point where I couldn't keep up with the demand. And so that was tough. So like a lot of stuff is mass produced, you know? And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really careful about selecting like where and who makes the stuff. And like I try and get as much stuff made in Canada as I can, you know, keep the money in, in our local economy. Mm Mm-hmm. I try and work with yep. local artisans as much as I can. You know, some of the stuff's made overseas, whatever. But I, you know, I've had like a friend of mine went over and he, you know, for instance, went to the factory where we make all our patches and made all the lapel pins and like, you know, just made sure it was legit and made nice. sure it wasn't yeah. like some crazy slave labor yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but you know, like I think that I'm, I'm honored time that somebody buys something through the website, like they chose to spend their money mm-hmm. that they worked hard to make like to like with my online store, that is crazy, you know? Yeah, five bucks like that. Like, even every time I get like a five dollar sale, I'm not like, oh, just like, I'm like, damn, that's so yeah, crazy.
0: It is cool. No, but what I mean, well, even you mentioned the fact that when you make your designs or the way uh, the f- it feels handmade, even though it may not have been, but it's, I think that just shows the amount of care that you put into it, even I just from your presentation, the card, and like on the pins, it, it feels like you're very conscious of it feeling personalized, or it feels like. It just—it doesn't feel mass-produced. It feels like there's care to it, and that's really cool. I—I d- I would like to think that you know, I put some—I put some thought into
1: you know even the packaging and even you know a lot of our stuff. The backing cards for the patches and pins and and all our hang tags are sort of this really nice craft green stock mm-hmm. that's sort of almost become the color for the brand and yeah, um, yeah you know and 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 a lot of the a lot of the items like have a slogan or a message which I think really speaks to people like the stuff about traveling and, you know, set no path, never lose your way. And just stuff like that. I think that the the people are drawn to that. And then another, another thing, another part of the process is that I try and design for the process as opposed to, you know, going and making this awesome illustration and having to dumb it down for embroidery, like (laughs) coming from background of production. Like I know the limitations of embroidery. I know the limitations of a screen print and and enamel work and stuff like that. So I try to design things for that process and, and and that's what leads to like these simple nice designs that's cool. pleasing aesthetically
0: everything came together i guess so but what i meant from the uh, when i was asking is from the people's side from the or just day to day people and once I, I guess i'm leading but do do you see people's relationship to yeah i guess these physical things and patches and pins change is it bigger now is it more popular now than it was in, when you started i think
1: don't want to i don't want to duck your question a third time i just simply don't know <laughs> yeah, i just yeah. kind of keep doing
0: my own thing okay. and
1: um i've been really enjoying bumper stickers i've been making mm. bumper stickers because you can put whatever the hell you want on a bumper sticker and people <laughs> love it because they don't have to put it on anything yeah, you know but yeah i don't know i don't know i mean we sell the same kinds of products i've been doing a few different things i started doing bolo ties in the last little bit because i was like spending time down in california and fina like arizona and and stuff And I was like seeing all this cool stuff and I'm like, this is a cool thing. I want to make that. And so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, people still seem (laughs) to be buying the stuff. People still seem to be sending in photos of them wearing the stuff. I mean, the idea that somebody would take the time to sew a patch onto their bag that I made is really cool. I think so.
0: Uh, That's what I, yeah, that's how I feel as well. yeah,
1: Yeah. That's like, that's crazy, you know? And, and, I guess I've been on the other side for so long collecting that stuff. And now having the store where I get to buy stuff from other brands and like curate this mm-hmm. shop of like the little trinkets that I like. Sweet. So the whole thing is cool, you know, that and, seems like a and people get to walk in there and be like, Oh, well, like, I know your stuff explores press, but like, look at all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. it gets to be a platform where I get to raise up all these, other brands. Which is
0: That's cool. a pretty clever idea, and you said you started that pretty recently? Those yeah,
1: we sh- opened in October of last year, nice. so Marie, my partner, had the space with somebody else and before that it was actually a gallery and mm-hmm. I had, had my eye on the space when uh, the, pre- the owner of the gallery closed down. I sent her a message and I was like, oh, I really want to, and they had already snatched it up, but one of the partners left and so I got to take over in October and we reopened and uh, yeah, it's been really, really fun and really good. And added a social element to my career, which is cool because before it's just everything's on the computer, and now getting people can come in and talk to me face to face. Where is the space? It's at Pender and Columbia, four three six Columbia Street, just uh, off of Pender. And they said it used to be a gallery. Yeah, it was Untitled Gallery. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So it the Lawrence. positive negative before it that. Yeah, right? yeah. Before that, and then yeah, I mean Stefan had it as Serpens. So yeah, he yeah. was in the
0: studio with us. That place shifted, uh, yeah, many times. Yeah. yeah,
1: people still come in. They're like, I thought this was a gallery,
0: and it's like, it <laughs> would you, would you do art shows there, or is that pop-ups more? It's gone. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I mean, we, we just don't have the wall space anymore. It's mm. just full of it's full of m- products now. And then b- both of our studios are in the back. My, my partner Marie uh, is a jeweler. Her company is called Wasted Effort, and good. she makes these really she makes a bunch of really cool stuff. She makes candles in the back, so it always smells really good in there. <laughs> it's a bonus. Yeah, and then my I just ship everything for the brand from the back there, and you know, do my do my thing. So
0: yeah, sweet. Um, I'll have to will have to stop by. Uh, <laughs> when you're talking about making art accessible, I, I made a note. I remember I recently watched the video. I was Ty- Tyler, the creator. I don't know if you follow the guy. Oh, it was the claymation one? I saw that. That was pretty fun. Yeah. No, But uh, there was an interview, and he was talking about how he, you know, he's been trying to get into the clothing uh-huh. uh, field and like, uh, I don't know, creating fashion pieces and hopefully creating like everyday. Uh, where but he was saying how he's trying to graduate eventually to getting to make like five thousand dollar purses but he's like but my my audience is not there yet but i just thought it was so such a like such a it feels so out there is so different that his goal is actually to make like super fancy like fine leather expensive things and yeah i i, I I don't know how I feel about that I guess as an artist it's really cool that you can create something like that but then what you talked about accessibility I'm like oh but huh, all yeah right, you're
1: ceasing to make it accessible you're like alienating your yeah, yeah like who is your audience you know? then right the, the reality is you have to understand that and I mean there's nothing wrong with that you know there's the, no, there's no. things that I that I like that are fine items you know like mm-hmm. um really nice jacket or something. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what a good example of that is. But there's, there's things that I have a, you know, high perceived value of, but I'm not the kind of person that buys a $500 pair of sunglasses. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not yeah, me. Yeah. And, and, but, you know, there's other things like I, there's other things that I like, you know, like the I, I'll, I, I spend money on like nice clothes that l- will last a long time because like I enjoy having stuff that I don't have to buy every three months. You know, mm-hmm. like I have a belt that cost me 120 bucks, but I've had it for six years. Yeah, you yeah. know, like that sort of thing. I like that, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean the, but then you know the, the same in the same at the same time the stuff that I make I have just tried to keep it as inexpensive as possible simply because I want it to be accessible for mm-hmm. everybody right
0: That's a, a dilemma I have and the artists I see that either as you're trying to become bigger with that, whatever that means especially in the fine art world uh, you know the reality is you're just have to keep those prices up and it, it feels like it's, it's not uncomfortable but it's a not thing because I know for example well this could have taken me 60 hours you know so ideally it would be cool to get let's say paid for that time what once again you you know there's (laughs) like a a dollar an hour would be nice you know or or whatever (laughs) but but then on the other hand i don't want to be i don't exactly feel comfortable charging people like four thousand dollars for painting it seems i can see people doing it and and that naturally changes your crowd and the audience that comes to you but that seems uh, to me it is a dilemma of as you you know you grow and you want to bring up the value, not just for yourself, but the, for people who are collecting your work, you know, you have to think about them as well. It's a, it's just like, it's a, it's not just you making those decisions. Then,
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a whole market behind it, you yeah. know, and it's like an industry, which is wild, you know, it's like, totally, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it, i i find i have a hard time valuing my time because it's like to me it's like <laughs> oh my time's worthless you That's know how uh, i feel but it's not a good appro- well
0: at least it's a horrible case, approach yeah. you know but <laughs>
1: then you know because i work as you know i do graphic design work for people yeah, and yeah. i feel so bad charging them because i'm like well for me this is easy you know mm-hmm. like for me like doing like laying something out is really simple because i've been doing it for a long time but like you know they're like i'm but I can't cook a steak, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, and I walk into a restaurant, and, I, and my, my mindset's not like, oh, that steak only costs $7. You only apply that to yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so um, I feel horrible, like, charging people. But then I'm like, you know, their time is better suited elsewhere, mm-hmm. and my time is, you know, I'm I'm efficient at, at what I do, so. This is,
0: like, growing pains, basically. You yeah. have to, like, become an adult and Start, char- start charging people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. or like, you know, being confident in that you are worth, you're worth quite, it. Yeah, and a, you're worth the charge. Yeah. Like having a little esteem in yourself, right? And that's tough, you know, because it's as like. As an artist. As an artist, that's yeah. And, uh, you know, even I just want to be, like, I just want to be humble and be like, I'm not the best graphic designer in the world and, and whatever. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard, like, having something creative and then having to charge money for it. Yeah and so that but with the brand it's like i can i've always just like sold the patches for like five or six bucks pins for like five or six bucks 20 bucks for a shirt like just because i think that that's important you know Mm -hmm. it's like i'm not trying to gouge anybody and like i'm not trying to just like i don't want to be like i'm not trying to be some mogul like i just want to have i just want to have you have the stuff you know i want i want to see like i want to see that stuff get out there and um it makes the decision easier for people when they're not like and i'm like oh this is really cool but it's 14 bucks and it's like a patch <laughs> you know and i've spent 14 dollars i've spent like 25 bucks on a patch cuz yeah, i'm like yeah. this is so fucking cool but awesome. i had to have it but you know and we were talking about before before we went on the air like i think it's important to support other people totally. doing a thing like i can't just make my living off of this this industry and then not kind of put some of that some of that back in there you know so i try and try and buy as much product and as much art as i can you know
0: and yeah, and, and, and le- until you like then it's just yeah i guess about upgrading your uh bank account because i don't know sometimes i go to art shows like oh man i want to have this painting how much is this oh three thousand i don't know i don't think i'm there yet to just throw money on a painting that costs that but hopefully one day because i do want to support these other artists as well you know
1: yeah i mean even being there is that support yeah. you know and like showing up and
0: you've uh you've done some you said you've do, done some art shows and you're saying you want to do some soon is that the plan
1: yeah, I, uh, I mean, I used to do, be involved in a lot more art shows and like more based around photography, but I have done sh- shown like paintings, mixed media stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of been creating a bo- really super, super loose body of work over the last few years. And, uh, you know, it's mostly just sort of like, you know, some installation stuff and, you know, just like creating things and mm-hmm. um, making signs that don't are not real. They're not for <laughs> yeah. anybody or anything, but they're just like signs that I made and, um i made this like 20 foot long tall tee like i don't know if you remember those from the early 2000s like the really <laughs> tall t-shirts i made a 20 foot tall one and so and how, wa- how do you display that i, r- I really want to hang i don't want to you know i don't wanna, like, sp- you know like i don't want to you know, like no spoilers but i want to have a fan underneath it so it's kind of blowing <laughs> so, and like hanging in a really tall like a space with really tall ceilings
0: where where, where are we going to see that is there a, oh probably
1: a you know like the Guggenheim or okay you yeah. know somewhere you know the
0: yeah. I can see De Young, that. Young, yeah. No, yeah, somewhere...
1: Yeah. somewhere pr- I don't know. I don't know. Wh- whoever will have me, I guess, maybe, like, in the alley behind my shop or <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever. You, Guggenheim. That's... Is that... <laughs> is yeah, I that don't know. have never been. That's uh, L.A. You haven't been? No, I haven't been. Wait. I'm trying to think. What's... Is that the one on the, on the hill? In Guggenheim? I'm trying to remember. Because uh, I, I, I want... Oh, what was it? Let's look it up. They recently made a movie about... Who's the, the Getty? Oh no, I'm thinking the Getty. I may have. Oh, actually, I've been to the Guggenheim, but the Getty. I don't know if you've been to that gallery. It's really, really beautiful. in New York. New York? Okay. I've
1: only been to New York twice, three times.
0: Nice. Yeah. Is a uh, Actually, I saw you, you. You travel quite a lot. You have a an affinity for traveling. Yeah, I get out of here as
1: often as I can, especially in the winter, because it is a bummer here in the winter. Yeah. um
0: Yeah, I try and
1: you know I try and get away uh, when I can, and you know. I'm l- I am lucky enough that a lot of times I get to go away for work mm-hmm. um, Which or is il- for
0: usually graphic design is that what
1: oh, whatever like you know have meetings um, or pop in on stores that I deal with or you know I did some design work for a few clients in Toronto last summer so I was back and forth a lot it was for a music festival with Red Bull and oh, wow. so you know I got to go back for that um, really cool project really fun um and you know they they i was uh yeah. i was lucky enough they brought me back out there to actually just attend the music festival which wow. was really cool nice, so yeah. um that stuff's rad um yeah i mean i just like leaving because then it feels good when you come back you know mm-hmm. and it's just nice i feel like i am most creative when i'm just sort of like somewhere else and just absorbing sort of oh. i take a lot of photos Take oh, Yeah. take a lot of phone pictures.
0: So you still pursue photography?
1: No, just like, not even like from an artistic standpoint, but just like, just cataloging stuff that I see. Like, that's what I do now. And I do, yeah, I do take, I do take photos. I take, you know, bring the film camera out with me and stuff. But like, Mm. I really just like taking pictures of like colors and stuff that I see or like weird old logos or old painted signs and weird crappy like slot machine stuff and <laughs> like just everything
0: yeah you have a cool interest and i think that's why when you're talking about those zines i imagine they they felt curated just because of the interests you know like you're, even you're talking about like the pool hall stuff uh, yeah i mean
1: like because everything has graphic design and everything has design mm-hmm. everything you know uh, graphic design touches every part of you know life right or whatever every part of the society because like everything has a design associated with like everything has a logo and uh you know, for me, like I spent a lot of time in the pool hall. So you see these like cool, like weird, I remember going (laughs) to this, into this pool hall in San Jose, California. It was, uh, yeah, San Jose. Um, and they had all these little, uh, like swiveling bar stools that were tacked to the floor and, and each, the back of each one was circular and it was each painted like a different, like pool ball, you know, billiard (laughs) ball. And I was like, man, that is so smart. And nobody, I don't think anybody was like, this is my magnum opus, you know, but to me it was so beautiful.
0: (laughs) Um, so that was, you got that attention for detail. Yeah. Yeah. I like the detail. Uh, Speaking of, as we're speaking of travel, how come you actually, uh, I don't think I asked you, why did you move out to Vancouver from Toronto? I just wanted to be
1: closer to my family. I was living in Toronto for, um, you know, from, I, I was like 19 or 20 when I moved out and then, You know, my parents are here. So you were born in Vancouver? I I was born here, Oh, okay. And, um, you know, actually, the rest of my family is out in Toronto. um, So I got to, you know, living there, I got to spend a lot of time with my extended family, which was awesome. We became really close. You know, I just miss being close to my parents. And, um, you know, like, my dad was getting ready to retire, and so I Mm was going to spend more time with them. And, you know, I just felt like I hadn't I hadn't got to spend that much time with them as an adult. You know, I moved out and I was still kind of a kid. And then, <laughs> um, you know, I, and I wanted to come back here and just sort of like, you know, come back to where I grew up and, and, um, I wasn't really sure if it was permanent or whatever. And then, yeah, I ended up getting sick, uh, got diagnosed with cancer, like, r- uh, uh, six months after I moved back here. So I kind of got stuck here. Wow. Yeah. yeah that so, that timing. I mean, it's, I'm not unhappy that I, that I live here, but yeah, sometimes it feels a little bit, it's a little bit uh, confining. Um, you know because i have continuing care and stuff here so Mm -hmm. that is a big part of the reason that i'm still here and you know i love being close to my parents and uh i hang out with them like all the time
0: that's cool and are you only do you think you can only do that now as you're older because you actually moved away in toronto it's like Uh, i don't want to see you hang out with you guys now yeah i mean i was just kind of like a bratty kid or whatever
1: (laughs) when i moved to toronto so yeah i mean now my parents treat me like an adult which is really nice like shout out mom and dad for treating (laughs) me like a human like an adult human
0: Uh, Before we get into, yeah, that part of your life and uh, being sick, it must have been... uh, Yeah, well, I don't know, but I'm sure it must have been... Yeah, it wasn't fun. I'm going to take off my
1: hoodie. It's cooking in here.
0: All right, while you do that, um, but I uh, want to ask you about the um, art scene in Toronto, and especially being closer to Montreal. I I, I barely, you could say, been to Toronto. I would love to explore, but from what I hear, just the art... uh, Seems bigger, better there like on the East Coast. Is that? Do you feel know like better that? is the right word? Oh well, uh, maybe it's not what I mean. Better, but more places to show art, more festivals, more galleries.
1: I think so. I think that you know it is. A, you know, there's twice as many people there. There's mm-hmm. more stuff going on. It feels like there's a lot more happening there. Um, you know, I I mean, I find for me now a lot of art has to do with like being on the internet, right? So it's like mm-hmm. it's kind of this worldwide audience that I have. Um, but yeah, in terms of like physical place, places where you can have an art show or like go and look at cool art or like just a creative space or really interesting studios. Yeah. Like Toronto's got a lot more Montreal is, you know, f- in my opinion, like the Mecca, cause it's just so cheap to live there yeah. and it's like, you don't have to do it's
0: the artist can, land. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, but there's drawbacks too, you know, but I mean, I like being here because it's just like, it's a really good platform to like, I go into California a lot cause I have friends there and it's warm mm-hmm. and you know, I get to, it's really easy to get to California from here, which I like. Or I can just drive down to Seattle or Portland for the day or for an evening, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean Toronto's awesome, and I am really lucky because I get to go back and forth all the time. And
0: yeah, I was gonna say it's a, so you, you don't miss it because you can actually get to go, and <laughs> so you're traveling always. It's not like you miss being back there, or do you? I mean, I miss I miss my friends. Mm-hmm. I miss my friends, and, and you know I get to
1: go, and you know it's a, it's a privilege to be able to get to go like every month pretty much like i'm actually i fly to toronto on uh next thursday so in a couple days um but uh yeah i miss my friends i miss my family but i get to see them fairly often um i don't miss the city no not at all sometimes in the summer (laughs) it's kind of nice it's nice there's like stuff happening it just feels really lively Mm -hmm. you walk down dundas street on like a thursday night and it's just happening you know and there's so many little galleries you just pop in and you see all these people you know and it's awesome but like it's because i did all my growing up there you know and here it's just like i kind of put my head down since i moved back and you know well yeah dealing with the health stuff i didn't like have a huge social life and now i just kind of like work and i work from home and i work on my own and the shop is sort of you know breaking me out of my little (laughs) shell i guess because people can come in and talk to me
0: vancouver is definitely a pretty good place to put your head down because it's very easy to especially with the half a year of rain yeah it's just raining all the time so you don't want to leave your house yeah just get to work Mm -hmm. so for everyone out there who's not from vancouver if you want to get some work done, <laughs> you know where yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, move through. here if you can afford yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, good point. But is it the same in Toronto during winters, or do people still get out?
1: Yeah, no, it's dead in the winter. <laughs> it's just people. You so go to the still. bar that is closest to your house because it's, like, <laughs> it's frozen city. I mean, it's nice because it's, like, the weather we've been having here for the last couple of days. It's cold, but it's sunny. Mm-hmm. so it's like at least you get that infusion of vitamin d and yeah, it sort yeah. of like helps you not be depressed but yeah i mean the winter sucks but then it's like march rolls around and then it's like shorts weather like it's so weird mm-hmm, there's two yeah. seasons there uh and then, it'll, and then it'll snow again you know it's so bizarre but um yeah there's not as much happening in the winter and that's sort of when i would just sort of put my head down and like create
0: stuff nice yeah is there any uh favorite artists that come up from your travels because i'm a li- i like the f- well i mean you're it's called explorer express so you're all about i imagine all about that and I guess in many different ways, like you're saying, it's not just about traveling, but as you're, I guess, you're just open, uh, opening up your mind to the world, is that how you could say it? Just like ex- experiencing more and seeing more artists, is there is there any artists that, that stand out and was that beneficial, do you think?
1: Yeah. Um, so I've always been a big, you know, since high school, I've been a big Barry McGee fan. Like, the markers? Is yeah. that the guy? Uh, he does like, he's a graffiti writer, mm-hmm, okay. twist, and then, but he does like finer art stuff, like sort of pattern stuff. Mm-hmm you know amazing artist um san francisco based dude and uh i was in san francisco a couple years ago and he had a show in the mission and so it was a the the gallery and it had all these paintings and he had painted all these surfboards and he had painted all these panels with um with the patterns and it was really cool and like his gallery stuff and it's it's really like visually appealing and i love it but it's not like it's not the be-all and end-all for me in terms of art but the the second part of the show was you went through this little like trap door it was like a half door you get okay. like duck to get through it and then you're inside of this check caching place that had been <laughs> you know they had leased it for this show and then there was just like stuff everywhere and they had made these neons they had videos oh, looping wow. and there was just like stuff all over the place and it was so cool because it looked like my it looked like my studio at home there's just like <laughs> stuff yeah. floor to ceiling you know really crazy and that show really kind of charged me up creatively so sh- yeah is it
0: because of that installation kind of the out out, out of the box thinking yeah okay. it was kind of
1: like okay well i'm gonna have this cool gallery show and i'm sure he sells those paintings for like a pretty penny but nice. you know and then you like go in and then there's all this other stuff and none of it was for sale and it was just like it looked i didn't get to go to the opening it wasn't there but it was like i think they just had a big party wow. and, and and it was just like you know it's like graffiti stuff and like you know all that stuff's cool and and um and it was just sort of like you know it's cool because it it, it it reminded me you know like you have the, the you have the big art shows so that you can have this party yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can have this like life and that was it was cool to like see that, you know. I I enjoyed that show a lot.
0: I always love when people put that extra personality or care into their art show. So it's not just you know paintings on the wall, but hopefully you can show us a little bit more either about yourself or the message, the theme. Want well, something that's interactive. Yeah, too. yeah. I, always, I f- I'm hopefully we'll be doing a show or we'll be doing a show in July, and I' trying to really think about what else I can do that takes a little bit for farther, like a step farther to. Whatever that is, you know, whether it's a little room or something that feels like, I don't know, it has personality and also stands out because, you know, there could be a lot of art shows or hopefully you also make it memorable for people. Right? You should
1: uh, rent like a tiger rent and have <laughs> okay. it just have it change no
0: i think what i should do is i should take your shirt we'll do a collaborative installation you can't steal that idea i'm not stealing it i'm going to put your name on patent it, but pending that's what i'm going to i'm going to use you to get people to come to my art show there's going to be this 20 foot shirt floating off of the door you know i always you know? thought it would be good to have one of those
1: uh inflatable waving tube <laughs> men in front of your art show that just <laughs> like yeah. art show on the front you know and just like bring uh, bring people in or have one of those guys that spins the signs around like over on Kingsway yeah. does an like art show today only and uh, just and you know promote it the old-fashioned way you're smart people don't do that anymore
0: so I'll paint out the so guy why they pay me the big bucks you know <laughs> you full of ideas yeah. I just gave it away to everyone so that one's free but no don't do that freaking <laughs> I see you doing it stealing that idea we know where you got it from yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so you yeah you just uh, uh wish, yeah I was, I was laughing anyways was where going we're going down the darker road uh you so you mentioned the after having moved back to vancouver six months after you figure out or find out that you had cancer oh
1: yeah yeah so i found out i had cancer like right after christmas It was boxing day uh, 20 wow 2015 i guess
0: and at that time so 2015 you're already doing your Explore Express you're probably oh, yeah. pretty strong yeah it art. had
1: been my full time job for like two years yeah, yeah. at that point a year and a half two years um, and then yeah I kind of like got this bombshell dropped on me and then mm-hmm. so I had to deal with all that stuff you know like obviously there's the, uh, you know you find out you have cancer and that's devastating that's emotionally yeah. but then you also have to deal with I had surgeries and I had chemotherapy Chemo, and, yeah, and all that yeah. stuff so it's I like I remember seeing you like yeah, those times we yeah we had the studio together that time and I was just like you know my hair was falling out and I'm like trying to pack orders and my hair is like falling into That's the envelopes you kept going with it though right you didn't well, stop Well, I kind of didn't really there. have a choice you know I, I, uh. I couldn't just sink my my business because I was sick and you know it gave me some motivation to like mm-hmm. get up and out of the house yeah, every day yeah. and I was uh, you know it was really convenient that I was just living really close to the studio and close to the hospital mm-hmm. and close to my parents house so like you know I was like it wasn't like I was bussing an hour to get to the hospital every day, and I, I, I did what I could, and but yeah, that sucked, man. Yeah. Like, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. That was a really crummy time, and, but also a really interesting time, because that was the best year that my business ever had. At the same time? wow, Yeah.
0: <laughs> Think about that. Like, that, that was, was just so li- life being messed up.
1: Like, it was like everything was so good but i had cancer
0: i guess that's why you did up working damn well yeah i mean yeah. it was
1: like you know it, it, it helped to be like okay well i still have a life you know i still mm-hmm. have this thing that i can do like if i had a regular job i would have had to quit and then i would have just have to move in with my parents and that probably would have made things a lot worse like i probably mm-hmm. would have been just like really depressed because i couldn't do anything
0: well it would almost be giving up and it's like you're saying before as an artist you can't not make art right it's
1: yeah, I mean, I didn't feel that creative in that time, but nope. I but I had, the brand had some momentum, you know, and I, I was selling this. I, I did do some creative things. People were like, why don't you make some creative stuff around having cancer? But, like, I felt so, it was hard. It was mm-hmm. really hard to... You know eventually I had to kind of deal with all that stuff, but at the time it wasn't I didn't feel like I didn't feel juiced creatively Mm -hmm. like through the process like and especially like your body's like not making hormones You're depressed like it sucks. I was
0: gonna say I imagine only people who went through it can probably relate to the just that experience Yeah, Yeah. I mean I
1: hope I hope nobody has to go through it, but yeah, you know, it's like It's hard man that stuff you know, but it's like you learn and you grow up and you grow up the hard way like having something like that happen But it's it was an experience. Did that give you a new perspective on life? kind of i mean not not in the most positive way some ways you know like i'm grateful for like the time that i have and you know made me realize i don't have all the time in the world but yeah i mean it's like i don't i don't i didn't come out of it feeling really positive about the experience really wasn't no why i think that i mean because it's like it's traumatic Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's like I felt, you know, like a lot of people have actually asked me that question, like, oh, do you, you know, do you have a new lease on life because you had cancer? And like simply that I thought there was something wrong with me because I didn't have that experience. But Mm -hmm. I found out that it's just like that's, you know, that's just not how I, that's not how I experienced. That's not what my experience was with it. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and like, yeah. And, you know, looking back on it now, like getting to be of service to other people because I had cancer and, you know, I had a, I had a young uh, woman that was working for me and, um unfortunately her dad got diagnosed with cancer and um you know for me to be able to be like you know and she had been only been working for me for like a couple months and mm. so we didn't know each other super super well but yeah. you know i can like i gave her a hug and i was like i'm so sorry and here are some things that we can do that are like actually help him like get mm. through this because i had been there yeah, yeah. and um i did not know exactly what it was going through but i had a pretty good idea so i'd be like why don't we put together a little care package of some <laughs> things that help me and so that was really cool nice. like, that was the first yeah, time yeah. that i was like okay well like you're like able a, to give back. That uh, was a positive yeah. thing I could pull out of that. But, yeah, I mean, like, if I go back, like, I would definitely have not, <laughs> yes. I would choose to, like, not have, if there was a choice, you know, a choice, I would, yeah. yeah, I would take the <laughs> easier way that. out. For was sure.
0: your, like, resolu- was your, like, mindset after it's like, well, life is fucked up.
1: Life's <laughs> not fucked up. Life's just, like, real, you know, and, um. It's real, man. It's like, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm a pretty decent person and like it sucks that it happened. You know, I have oh, yeah. had, had a friend that passed away while I was in treatment. She passed away and she had cancer for years, you know, and like that was tough, you know, just uh, like stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I try and just like it puts a lot of things in perspective where I'm like, like, oh, should I go on this trip and it's gonna cost this much money? And I'm like, man, yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Like, I had you know, like, I could not be here right now. You're like learning to focus on the right things, kind of, or yeah. yeah. And I mean, really, like, you don't know how much time you have left, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, had a friend pass away a couple weeks ago in a, in a really tragic uh, scooter accident over in Thailand, really good dude, you know. Yeah. Um, we grew up together, and just like that sort of thing, you know. And it's so sad, but it just makes me think, well, like the dude was over there like having so much fun and like living it up and it's like
0: how long was he there do you know was it like he have been there for like a month oh, wow.
1: so, and then yeah it's just like it's really Sorry. really tragic yeah. and I really feel for his family but you know it's like the dude was like living it to the max and that's that's all you can do right?
0: yeah but yeah and like you're saying you never know yeah you never know do you um, when you wake up in the morning is there things you think about to motivate yourself
1: uh, well i drink coffee so that i motivation <laughs> yeah. that, like that's why i get out of bed so i can have a nice cup of coffee um i try and like look at other like what else is going on like in the creative world mm-hmm. uh, to try and get juiced up you know and things that inspire me like f- i find if i feel good then that's when i feel creative you know mm-hmm. so like You're if like- i'm like, I have some back problems just sort of stemming from um, having surgery. And Do you want to stand or are you okay there? No, I'm no. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My back's doing good today. Um, good. So I like stretch. Mm-hmm. And I find that, more than anything, just makes me feel, like, it sets me up for, like, a good day. Nice. Just, like, so. Gotta go to yoga. And when we sit, like, you and I, we sit. Like, I sit at a desk and I yeah, sit, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. and I draw. And I hunch, like, and my nose is, like, one inch from the paper and I don't take care of my body. So it's, like, th- things like that. We're like, nobody, I don't think I would ever been, like, oh, like, stretching increases your yeah. creativity creativity but like
0: now for me it does your answer to the fact that when you wake up you think about coffee means you're probably having a pretty good life oh yeah. uh, the, the only th- the reason i say that is i remember when i before i was working in an art field i was like you're saying did odd jobs it was um, it was a cook for a while one summer i did construction and <coughs> those days were and i remember even for some reason some parts of school but i remember those days when you wake up and you're like nothing good like there's i can't think of anything fun that's gonna happen today or like anything good especially maybe it's part of being a creative and the fact that you feel good when you actually get to make things so i just remember those days and where now when i wake up i don't know we just think of a day make coffee and go but i think it's probably a good sign that it's not like you're waking up to the most some motivational quote but it's just you wake up and i don't know things are good
1: i mean i think about like waking up and like when i was when i made the transition from working the bike shop to working in the print shop Mm -hmm. and i made no money at the beginning of the print shop and like uh like thinking about like practical things that stressed me out because like i didn't have enough money to get a subway token to get to work like that That, that, and i was too proud to like ask anybody for help you know Mm -hmm. because i had like you know i had been pretty comfortable like with my career before and then i was just like hey time to switch it up and um sitting there and being like, how the fuck am I going to get to work this week? You know, like, and that sort of thing. And like, I am blessed that I don't have to like worry about that now. I'm not like, ooh, like, how am I going to feed myself this week? And like, you know, I lost a crate. Like, I was like literally a starving artist for like a year. And I was like just losing weight because like all I could make was like peanut butter (laughs) sandwiches and like a lentil stew that would last me a week and not eat breakfast.
0: You you went through the real deal, the real experience? Yeah. 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 Not eating breakfast, people say could be good for you. I eat breakfast every day now.
1: Oh. It's, to me, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, to me, it's the most important meal of the day, so.
0: They say that, too. Who knows? People say a lot of things. I
1: just find that I, like, I I can't, my brain doesn't get going until I put some food in my belly, so. Uh,
0: And a little coffee in there, too? It's like three coffees. Do you, do you feel successful now?
1: Uh, Oh, man. That's a tough question. I mean, yeah, (laughs) I mean, I feel like on paper sure like I feel like you know I get to work in the creative field and uh, you know make a living off of it and all throughout my teenage years that's what I thought success was do I think I'm successful now like I don't always feel successful like I always feel like there's one more step that I could go or like you know there's like what what about this but um, I feel happy I feel there fulfilled, you, you know, yeah. I feel, I feel good about what I do. And I feel like, you know, sometimes I struggle with like, is what I do socially responsible? You know, mm. my dad was a paramedic, like yeah. a hero, yeah. you know? <laughs> so and, I, head. and yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm like, and I'm thinking up stupid bumper stickers, but I've had people, I've had, a, I had like people write me letters and be like, you've inspired me to like, go ahead and, and start my own company or be, you know, a designer or do whatever. And like, I remember being in high school and going to El Cartel and buying this DVD and it was, it was called Dithers and it was mm-hmm. like, it had uh, all these artists from like New York and San Francisco and it was just sort of showing their studios and, and ta- them talking about their creative process. And, and that was what inspired me to like go and do, you know, and like want to kind of create art. And so I'm like, if I can be that for like one person, mm-hmm. then hell yeah, my job's socially responsible, you know? That's but yeah, that's can't. something I struggle with. Cause I'm like, should I go and like, you know, work in the hospital or whatever, yeah, yeah, or like yeah. give back to like, you know, I do like I. I don't want to talk about it, but like I do things that are I uh, like you know I donate
0: or whatever mm-hmm. I donate yeah, yeah. my
1: time like that kind of thing. So uh,
0: that's especially for an artist. That's a a good thing about to think about, but also like you're saying, it it can be a struggle because sometimes you don't see the ways that you're helping, and maybe it could be. I really uh, I remember I remember wh- who I talked to about that, and they're saying how you are going to be most useful to society when you get to do the thing that you really love because you're going to put like 150 percent into it rather than something you're kind of half care about meaning like you're in the society we live in Mm -hmm. like if you like this one thing and you're i don't know lucky fortunate enough to pursue it because of your like the passion for it you're going to give it so much more than anything else that you would and like you're saying these other ways that where whether you're an artist you know there's other ways that your uh, work um, affects other people and just don't even realize it yeah well, yeah hopefully I were, that's maybe that's optimistic but i like I, I hope that's part of it as well
1: i mean i'm I, you know like i said like i've been lucky enough to, for people to come out and tell me that like they're like you're inspiring and that's cool you know mm-hmm. and i try not to get a big head about it but it's <laughs> like that's important for me to hear it because it's like that keeps me going because like you know there's days where i sit there and i'm like man i'm a sham and i suck <laughs> at what i do and I, i'm sure every Classic artist, artist yeah. every artist yeah. has that you know it's i remember hearing somebody it was one of the it was one of the, um, one of the performers on SNL and she was talking about sitting down with a therapist and her being like, I feel like people are going to find out that I like suck at what I do <laughs> and then I'm not a good actor and I'm not funny. And the therapist is like, Oh, that's just called the imposter complex. Like, that's oh, a yeah. thing. You there know? You go. And, uh, and I sat there and I was like, Oh, like, well, uh, you know, I think every creative person has that because it's like, we live in this subjective world, mm-hmm. right? Where it's not like, um, it's not like you're a mailman and if you deliver X amount of letters that day, then you like fulfilled your duty, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like for us, it's like this weird intangible thing. Yeah, so. It
0: never stops. Yeah. But I guess once you give it a name and maybe it's a little easier to do this issue that we have. <laughs> like uh, <you're> saying. Yeah, <laughs> I guess or so.
1: Or just like knowing that that's bullshit and that's
0: not, you know, like that's just your yeah. own
1: brain just being like just trying to sabotage you. you. Just, yeah.
0: Stop telling yourself you suck. So do you have uh, rituals or kind of tricks that you do, routines that you do for yourself to be uh, I don't know, in a good mood and more creative and efficient? Is there anything else apart from, from your saying feeling oh. good and stretching?
1: Yeah, I mean, I try and, uh, I try and like, leaf through books, and I try and doodle as much as I can on paper. I find the paper, and, like, working in on paper and, like, with something that sort of, you know, has some um, feedback is important to me. Like, it makes me feel a little bit more connected to the work. I try not to just work in Illustrator all the time, mm-hmm. even though that's sort of where the finished design usually ends up. I try and work as much like on
0: paper with my yeah, hands yeah. as
1: I can. And I just find it easier because it's sort of how I started. But uh. I love that.
0: I hope. But I, I definitely have a bias because well, <laughs> I, you're like, a painter. I <laughs> like painting with things. Well, but also not, you know, it's it's not my, my full time job, but I do really. And maybe that makes it even more enjoyable. The fact that I, you know, if I'm by the computer all day, it's just so so much more satisfying to uh, throw some paint on canvases for whatever reason still don't know why but i like painting
1: well yeah because you're like creating something that's like it's a 3d object yeah and you can hold
0: it and it's and it's not perfect that's yeah and that's
1: i like i just like the way it feels i like the way it looks like i don't know it's it's there's like that's why i like screen printing you know because you take this perfect design and then you like push ink through a screen and it and it creates these imperfections that then makes it
0: awesome which are so you know? cool i love those imperfections uh, especially in the uh, screen printing yeah yeah and it's cool
1: like watching the watching how the print changes like through the run and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff and like i mean i remember like looking up test shirts on ebay where they would have like all these shirts from printing houses where they had printed like 10 different prints over top of each other mm-hmm. and see like you know and you see all the registration marks and you see all that stuff and like to me i was like that is so cool and it's like you never wear it. It's not like a cool shirt, but I'm like, I love the way... I love the behind-the-scenes. I love the process. And it n-
0: makes it more unique, right? Unlike 10,000 shirts that are out there with that uh, image, but it's actually, like you're saying, there's a story. It feels very interesting. It's like if you were to get... I uh, went to Escher uh, exhibition uh, around New Year's, mm-hmm. and um, he, the way he worked, he, which was actually very fascinating, that he would go... Uh, for at a certain time he would do nightscapes so he, I'm pretty sure he would wear like a light bulb on his head he would go and like draw nightscapes I think of Italy he really loved that place mm-hmm. and so but it, did, it never stopped there he always or most of the time it seemed like he turned his uh, art into lithographs or woodcuts mm-hmm. before displaying it I thought it was such a uh, so much commitment to because it could have ended at a drawing and they displayed some of his drawings crazy Like they're beautiful oh but and they're like but then he insane. Yeah, yeah. But he never stopped. You know, he kept going to. And I wonder if he actually made, had a similar mindset to yourself because he went to lithograph or uh, woodcut because then he could make, let's say, fifty copies of it, a hundred copies, which either makes it accessible. I don't remember. I, I don't remember if I read the explanation for why he specifically did that. But I thought it was, yeah, this kind of the, these steps that he took, the amount of work, uh, uh, to then like go through a print. Um, what I was saying on this topic is that it would be so. I think it'd be so much cooler to get the actual woodcut or the actual lithograph rather than the print because you got this thing that made these other hundred things and it's so special and maybe i guess you would frame it it may not look as cool as the final print on paper because there's more contrast but the story Mm -hmm. of that woodcut probably i've never seen one but probably be way cooler i don't know in my opinion
1: yeah i mean it's funny that you brought up escher because like escher and dur and like you know uh all those fine artists from like that period, like the, we had the, all those books when I was growing up, and I would just nice. kind of pour over those and
0: <laughs> good inspiration.
1: Yeah, I mean, just like the level of de- and like Audubon, and my my. I remember hearing a story about like um you know Audubon like the the birds and all the, like he he used to do the, um, the etched copper plates of like the bur like. All these different kinds of birds and animals and all this cool. stuff.
0: Anyways, so he made. But like they're very stylized, right? That was like very. Uh, yeah, yeah, like no background. Yeah, 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 just like yeah a little Cool. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're
1: talking about. Yeah. And then, and then like I guess you know so that was his thing and like, um, you know that time it was just, like that was to, to show people what this thing looked like because like you didn't you didn't have you couldn't print a photograph mm-hmm. on paper right so it was like something that was like. M- it was obviously artistic but whether they considered it fine art or not it was like just to show people like what this thing looked like mm-hmm. and then you know they ended up selling off a bunch of these plates for like scrap metal and somebody oh recovered God. a bunch of them like you know i'm uh, sure thousands yeah. of them were destroyed yeah. but it's funny how you like you go like oh this is just something to convey like a, a message to somebody mm-hmm. it wasn't like oh th- th- this is me putting my art out there
0: but it's why it, the value of art it does take time for certain things too uh, for people to realize either there's value and whether it's artificial, you know, said by the market or whether it's actually reality.
1: Yeah, well, and yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like you never know, like, uh, you know, like Van Gogh, you know, like it's yeah. like nobody knew, right, and at the time. But it's like, I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to this, my art is
0: valuable, so buy it now. <laughs> that's right, yeah, don't wait. Don't, yeah, wait don't, years. don't wait till I'm dead. Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, where, where is that going to go? Yeah, but that's why you hear these stories because the art wasn't so valued or just somewhere in an attic and then people find it's like, oh look at this that's because back then nobody cared and uh, as an artist back to the conversation if you're not selling and you're producing work well same thing is probably happening you know right now I'm, there's thousands probably millions of artists out there who just like just stashing stuff in yeah, a box Or they're or just like
1: scared to put it out there because they're like they're worried that they're, like people aren't going to accept it and like mm-hmm. you know and and I've felt that way before I still feel that way like I have all this stuff that I've never put out there because I'm like what if people don't get it and it's like <laughs> yeah it's
0: you know, like that sucks, you know, like
1: I feel like you should just throw it out there and something, li- something might stick.
0: Well, but there's that challenge. But then there's the challenge of how do you put it out there, uh, finding an avenue. And I th- that, at least from, my, from what I've experienced, that is tricky unless you're maybe doing a pop-up. But then you're sinking a bunch of money and hoping that, I don't know, people will appreciate the work like you're saying. And yeah. at least make it even like you're at least you don't lose money on it.
1: I mean, I think maybe it's easy for me to sit here and say that because, like, I've had, I've experienced some success in, in, in that world, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe it's easy for me to sit here and, and be like, yeah, you know, just put it out there and
0: <laughs> you might be pleasantly surprised because I was, but... Well, oh, um, it's, it's a good tactic. It's a good, really good advice. Why would you not? It's just, you know, you'll have to put in some work to try to figure out where it can go and how it can go.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and some people, that's not even on their radar because, like I was talking about, they're, like, worried about how to get to work or, like, how to put some food mm-hmm, in their mm-hmm. fridge, right? And so, like, yeah, I realized that being able to work in the arts is is a product of like privilege
0: oh totally we're super that's i try to remind myself all the time is that we're incredibly lucky to first of all making art and then yeah just you look at life everywhere else which is why like you're saying finding ways to give back is so valuable otherwise it's so easy to forget just oh you know things are good
1: i just try not to feel guilty about it you know i try not to feel guilty about the fact that this is what i get to do and not everyone else gets because i think that does weigh on me sometimes where I'm like, ooh, like, that's, I wish everyone else could do what <laughs> I get to do and have this cool lifestyle and, uh, you know, be this artist, <laughs> bohemian artist.
0: Everyone wants to be you, man, yeah, when well, you're saying life is real, or is that what you said? Yeah, Yeah, life's real. It uh, can be tough for a lot of people, yeah, so you got to... But, yeah, so
1: I don't want to sit here and be, like, you know, vilify myself because this is what I get to do, you know? I don't know, maybe you it's because, like, no, no, yeah. it's because I'm Irish. Maybe it's, like, some Catholic <laughs> carryover thing from, like, yeah. my ancestors or something (laughs) that i just feel guilty about like not just like being a monk or something is that your second career choice yeah you never know could go to the cloth
0: could (laughs) happen stranger (laughs) things (laughs) things have happened yeah i want to see the print you're talking about that your friend made still have no idea what carpet print looks like oh the flocking (laughs) yeah it's a carpet print yeah we'll come by the shop there's one up there for you okay so um i guess now we can uh, just uh do a little dive into um what's coming up next for you because i last time i talked to you uh, I think it was like maybe su- late summer last year and you're saying how uh, because y- your um, work i guess you could call it work i don't know if you call it that <laughs> it's uh, taking up so much time that you're finding like finding the time for creativity can be challenging but also feeling like you need something new and fresh to pursue because you're saying it has been five years right since yeah it's really been just over five years yeah. with explorers press so what's coming up next for you how do you feel about yourself now with this creative uh path i don't know you know i mean i feel like
1: um i don't want to say the brand has gotten stagnant it's it's gotten more it's gotten tougher to sort of feel like i'm keeping it fresh with what i've been creating and i and i took a lot of time off the brand last year like still everything's getting shipped out but i didn't release as much stuff simply Mm -hmm. because i was you know busy opening the shop and doing some other stuff and had some life stuff was happening Mm -hmm. and um yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know what's happening, but I know that right now I'm designing some summer stuff for the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, just like some new styles of products, and like just like bringing on a few different artists. Like um, uh, my friend Brandon Ng, he's a tattooer in Toronto, designed this really awesome, like a few awesome designs for the brand. Um, Jesse Preston, uh, another tattooer, designed oh. this really awesome bandana and some tote bags and stuff. And Olivia Harrison, who's a tattooer from here, so just nice collabs are good. The Keeping cool thing fresh. about collaborating with tattooers <coughs> that, I, that i think is important is a lot of people love their work but they don't collect tattoos mm-hmm. so um it's it's cool that you can create something that somebody can then go ahead and, and pick up from the brand that's not a tattoo right so it's like before that it's like you know most of these people are busy tattooing they're not making prints they're not having art shows like the tattooing is their art right mm-hmm. so it's like then you're like okay well like, here's this here's this tote that you can buy that has their art on it and you don't have to go ahead and like alter your body permanently to yeah. To have it. So I think that is really cool. So that's why like, yeah, this, this stuff is a bunch of, and you know, I've designed a bunch of this stuff for summer as well. Um, just going back to like more soft goods. And so that's what's happening. I'm just trying to kind of like focus on what's right ahead of me. You know, I don't know. I want to have art show.
0: Yeah. Some point. So you're going back to this idea uh, of art shows.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just going to keep making the work. And I find that if I set a deadline, then I I'll end up blowing it. But if I just make some work and then eventually there'll be enough stuff for
0: w- why, would you do, why would you do an art show? Why, would, why is that a
1: because mm-hmm. I haven't like, that was that was my foundation right that was how I started doing what I do now with the brand but I haven't really made any art for art's sake in a while you mm-hmm. know the zine I guess the pool zine was sort of the last thing and you know, I draw and I like make some paintings and stuff but I really want to like have a whole like interactive art show
0: would the art show be in Vancouver
1: yeah, yeah. I mean cool that, anywhere would be cool anywhere that wants to have me hopefully hopefully maybe in space i don't know there you go yeah Yeah, whatever right by
0: the car floating by anywhere they'll have (laughs) me yeah
1: i'll do it out the ocean i don't even care
0: no i asked ask it because i um trying to figure that out within myself Uh, we talked about it it was peter week on the last show how um you may not or it seems like especially in vancouver it may be harder to sell art but who knows maybe you know i'm just not that good yet so i gotta get better until people are gonna want the art or they're interested in it so that there's more motivation and then I guess that financial support as well to keep pursuing the fine art, yeah. but and it, it it seems to be like a also an old idea. And actually, I like the fact that it is feels a little old, older, especially in the digital age. You know, it's cool. I, I really appreciate going to art shows and seeing fine art and handmade art. And that's probably maybe that's actually why I do it because I like seeing other artists work. So it's, it, that that's my explanation for it maybe. But yeah, that's why I would ask you why an art show rather than I don't know like like you're saying zines or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that zines and all that stuff can be a component of the art show. Like, that was how I got started with zines is we would just have a little zine table at art shows if we had a group show or whatever, and everyone just, like, makes stuff, have shirts, whatever. Cool. And so, like, I think that having, like, a takeaway or having something that, I guess if I think about it, that was sort of the first iteration of, like, making the art accessible where we'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we have these art shows. And, like, not, not oh, even yeah. everything was really for sale on the walls. Like, some things were just sort of there mm-hmm. to d- be displayed. But it was like, okay, well, like, grab a shirt or whatever, you know and so that was like that was kind of making that accessible for people Or we would do little books like not even zines but like ma- like some cool printing houses in toronto and we would make like a really nice little art book and have be able to sell for 20 bucks i still have all this stuff in my house
0: you awesome. know awesome yeah yeah and i think that community uh, especially in a comic book and comic book side or like uh, illustration prints it seems to be something that's on a rise the way people collect art mm-hmm. so uh, to me it, it does make sense to create scenes in it because it's like you're saying I guess that that's probably the main factor is that it is it is affordable from artists that you like from artists who did take 100 hours in on a drawing but because it's printed then now it's accessible which is pretty sweet yeah I think it's cool and it's just like it's cool
1: that people put their stuff out there mm-hmm. you know? it's cool yeah. that people like make that stuff
0: it's easy to share um, you're saying that you're trying to keep it fresh with the explorer express do you think you're audience wants something fresh or do you think they would be happy with something that's along the brand uh aesthetic or Are you you know what i mean are you
1: i don't know i mean i don't want to say i don't care but like I, don't, <laughs> I just my whole thing has always been to you be just like keep making, so. i'll just make the stuff that i like and I, that i think is suitable and then hopefully people like it you but, know
0: but when you say you're trying to keep it fresh are you pushing the aesthetic are you staying with within it
1: i mean i'm trying to keep it fresh for myself i'm trying to stay like i mean i don't want to do something that's like so and i don't i don't ever want my brand to be like considered like streetwear, where it's just Mm -hmm. like follows this like four seasons fast fashion like (laughs) i just make shit that's cool and and i carry a lot of stuff over like you can buy the same designs that i made five years ago like on my web store now because people like them, and I don't think that there's any rhyme or reason to, like... There's no reason to, like, be like, well, this is cool, so you can't have it. It's like, yeah, if you want it, then yeah. buy it. So, it's like, that's why we have carryover. Yeah. So, like, we all carry a design over from, like, the previous like season that. in Air Quotes. It only makes you know? sense, really. Yeah. Why would you not? Yeah, and it's like... I don't know. It doesn't make sense to just, like, stop selling something. Well, like it seems the like there's want. these
0: rules that are just there, but... Streetwear is, like, a weird thing. Yeah?
1: And, like, I've worked in that, like, streetwear sphere, and it's just, like... It's too weird.
0: Is it like a click? I know people are pretty passionate about that stuff.
1: I mean, all the power to, like, people doing streetwear, people buying streetwear, if that's your thing. But, like, there's some streetwear brands that I really like and that I buy, like, mm-hmm. really into, like, brain Dead and Powers and, like, that stuff. Like, pretty much anything they sell at Livestock mm-hmm. um, I think is cool. But, you know, it's also just, like, it's just a little bit – it's a little weird to me, you know. I mean, maybe I'm old. Maybe <laughs> I feel like I, this is I'm at the end of my 20s and I'm just, like –
0: yeah, I don't know maybe I'm old you know, I don't get it <laughs> anymore you know, I don't know. but do you, do you try to pay attention to other brands to uh, other uh, like people doing similar stuff to you
1: yeah I mean I, I, don't, I don't like keep tabs on anybody mm. but I like you know there was at one point it felt like a very strong community in terms of independent brands like we would all talk to each other my friends um, my friend does stay home club out of Montreal my other friend does no fun press out of Toronto and we mm. and my other friend out of Toronto as well does a, a, a zine called Yo Sick and we sell all that stuff at the store. But anyways, we're all in, like, a group chat, and we talk, like, every day. And we just, like, bounce business ideas or oh, just, like, be like, hey, I designed this. Like, what do you guys think? Like, oh, why don't you change this color? And so, like, that having that community aspect to independent brands is, I feel, like, important. I feel like it's changed, and it's kind of become less of a community vibe over the last few years. I think it's just because everyone got really successful, and it's, like, you kind of have to f- point, you know, you kind of have to go where the money is after, mm. a certain, like, or just, like, you know, be business-minded
0: about it especially like you're saying if you want to make it easier for yourself to then create more yeah i guess it's like a it's a progression that i guess you can fight it or not
1: well it's like when you make that leap from being like okay this is like a hobby thing to like this is you know then there's an expectation that you have to put out a certain amount of work and
0: otherwise you got some headaches and like you're saying worries about what's coming in yeah yeah i mean i have to make a certain amount of money every month
1: to cover my uh rent at the shop and Mm -hmm. you know all the overhead with the online store and stuff so it's like you know there is it's it's it can't just be art for art's sake like it has to be a compromise at some point and you know, I'm not gonna sit here and, and say that I don't like make money. Like, that's how I make my living. You know, mm-hmm. but it's like you know, there's I feel like there's a genuine way to do it. There's an honest way to do it instead of just like peddling. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Well, it's, uh, from what I, everything I heard and everything I've seen, it sounds like you're doing it. So yeah, that's I awesome. Hope so I don't know. How do you figure out a uh, a way to continue learning while you're so busy? Um, I don't know. I mean, I just like. That's
1: a really hard question to answer. I mean, I feel like I just like learn by doing, you know, I'm a very like my my one friend said to me, this is a long time ago, he said, you can't learn how to do something by not doing it. So I try and like (laughs) do new things and I, and I have creative practices that are outside of, um, that are outside of, you know, like, uh, stuff that makes money. Like I got back into ceramics, uh, when I moved back to Vancouver, like I used to do when I was younger, I did it through high school. I did it before that. I did it in my early twenties like got back into ceramics simply as a thing that i just wanted to do for myself it's almost meditative you know um and so like and then from that it's just kind of like that gets the creative juices flowing right
0: and what about uh <laughs> i also noticed you work with cars quite a bit how does that fit into this whole thing
1: oh man uh, well i mean because i worked with my hands uh for a job before i worked um as a as a designer i guess so Having that as a hobby is kind of this weird inverse thing. But I, r- I just really like uh, the feeling of, like, fixing something or making something work or making something go absurdly fast. <laughs> I love cars. Yes. I mean, yeah. I love machines. I've always been, I've always been mechanically inclined. Um, and, like, yeah, I don't know. I just, like, it's, it's WD-40 smells good to me, I guess.
0: I, I wonder if that shows something about the way your brain thinks because, it's you know, the, the mechanical and the engineering side of it. It, it has to be very. Uh, reg- it's not regimented. What's the word? But it's like there is. There's one way to do it, and you. Otherwise, you're just gonna destroy an engine or something like.
1: I think so. I mean, there's like there's you know there's, but there's a billion. It's like problem solving and it's mm-hmm. dynamic problem solving. So it's like you're always you're like, how can I fix this thing? How what is you know you kind of like workflow and, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it has anything to do with creativity, like like pen to paper creativity, mm-hmm. but I find. I feel good about myself when I fix something, cool. when I make something work, or when I upgrade something.
0: I guess it doesn't have to. Yeah. It, I mean it doesn't have to, but it everything you do in some way right fits back into. Yeah. I mean your, like your
1: my I don't I don't partition my life to, into like well this is my creative life and then this is my like grease monkey <laughs> life, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? know? It's like yeah. whatever. And I like the, there's creative stuff in cars like I really like the design of like old school like hot rod graphics is
0: it, so that's where you into, right? Yeah
1: yeah i mean like i've always peppered a little bit of that into explorer's press and like done the race flag like born to lose kind of like things i remember
0: seeing that yeah i
1: don't know i mean like there's this like same thing where it's like just like this beautiful honest corny graphic design in the automotive world especially in the 90s you know and like (laughs) i love collecting like collect all the old like drag racing shirts like like um you know drag week and and all that stuff
0: Do do you dread moving one day Taking all your oh man, house I'm going to gonna, gonna
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to die in that little house. Just <laughs> you, you're not going me. anywhere. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be like uh, like King
0: Tut, you know, bury yeah. me with my, my possessions. <laughs> you're going to build a second floor, just do yeah, <laughs> more stuff.
1: To dig do. it down, do a bunker. Oh, yeah, dig down, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I do dread moving. I think about that a lot. Um, I rent, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's like I have that little house. I have a whole house to myself, which is lovely. Nice. But, um, you know, sometimes yeah. it feels like I, I was actually looking at real estate out in the valley yesterday because i'm like i really want a two-car garage because i want to build another car you know so you're you're like my
0: brothers it's all about the land and getting the just space for cars
1: and i think that just as i get older the um i just kind of value my my sort of not alone time but you know just like home time and i like love working in my garden and and stuff like that so it's like
0: you are getting older yeah, it's <laughs> and I'm
1: like, I I own two pairs of slippers now, you know, wow. stuff like that. Uh, what about
0: house robe? Do you have that? Yeah. I got a robe, yeah. When oh, nice I yeah. see it. that, that's when I got that. I was like, oh, that feels nice. I and got the reigning champ robe with the hood, and it look, looks oh kind of like yeah. a boxing. So thing. you're kind of old. You're still having fun with it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not a regular
1: dad. I'm a cool dad, you know. <laughs> that's me. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so, like, my life is changing. But, yeah, no, I uh, I do dread moving because I have so much stuff. I've been paring down over the last little bit. Every Christmas I um, I bag up clothes because, mm-hmm. you know, I just have a lot of clothes from the industry that I work in. So I bag up clothes and I donate them. And, uh, you know, last Christmas I donated a whack of stuff to the Covenant House. Um which is really cool, and you know we'll have like leftovers from the brand, like stuff from old seasons, or like just you know stuff that has a little smudge on the print, so like donate all that stuff. Just like trying to like have less clutter in my life, mm-hmm. you know, or like just have the the right kind of clutter. That's I really guess cool,
0: and you you did mention that people do send you stuff for free, which I thought it was <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like
1: you know there's yeah, like maybe. a quid pro quo kind of thing in the in the industry. Where you just like, send out a box to someone, you get a box back, and you get samples, and you know having the store, you know you get samples, you buy samples, and get a bunch of stuff. But it's like. I'm funny because I you know I have probably like two hundred t shirts in my place. I wow. wear the same seven shirts like all <laughs> the time. you know, just <laughs> don't break into it. I don't know I'm like the I black like feels good I'll buy a shirt that's not even the right size for me because I like the graphic on it.
0: like a cheated true artist. I should just can't I should
1: like document them and then just you know like get rid of them. no but no,
0: no, no, I wonder if you could do. You can open up a uh a gallery and just have shirts on display
1: but then maybe the stuff that i th- that i collect and i think is cool like isn't
0: like nobody else gives a well, shit well it works with explorer's press and it's the same brain yeah yeah i mean it would
1: be cool to just like transfer my whole home into like a gallery and just like call that an art well show. man
0: with, with all your pins uh, uh, that's there's a gallery right there
1: yeah yeah i mean I cl- i've been collecting the lapel pins and patches for since i was in boy scouts like since i was 12. So that's there yeah, you go. seventeen years. Wow! So I have like yeah, pretty <laughs> solid collection there.
0: Because you you know how, how there's, people who are, super rich and they are collecting art their whole life. When they pass away, they build a museum, name it after them, mm-hmm, and they yeah. just throw their collection in there. I'm just saying, can plan ahead.
1: Yeah, but m- my my pin and patch collection could be in like a shoebox or like a doghouse. So you could, like have a tiny gallery.
0: Oh, yeah. Like we'll, we'll start 500 pachets we'll is start like a shoebox. Like that's crazy, right? Uh, it depends how you frame it. You know how yeah. sometimes you go to those like contemporary galleries, there's just like a giant wall and a tiny piece of art on one wall and just leave it there because yeah. it's deep. That and would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can do it many different ways. But uh, yeah, the re- reason I was asking about cars, I've noticed um, from the artists I follow and a couple artists I know who uh, do also work with cars. It, it somehow makes sense, especially I think if it's a concept art field where, you know, your job may be to design a spaceship or something. So, those things correlate really well. Especially um, if you're, yeah, if you're making something mechanical and you don't understand how it works, a lot of people can just see through it. Uh, where getting like legitimate uh, things that look like they could actually exist in real life is pretty cool. That's why you always, or I don't know, I was going to say you always hear, but I don't know if people always hear because, <laughs> because I'm in this industry how uh, Disney and Pixar, the bigger studios, if they're creating a movie like if they're doing um finding nemo they're gonna send our team to where australia to go snorkeling or something yeah. just to learn all about it so you can actually make it feel like it's real life so
1: probably just helps them care about what they're doing too instead yeah, of just yeah. like okay well you can google image search like pictures of whatever kind of crazy fish you want but like if you go and have a connection with it then that's like gonna inspire you to actually like care about something yeah
0: yeah you know? well man uh, i think we're getting pretty close unfortunately the two hours are yeah i gotta get, get back to the shop oh you gotta go work <laughs> are you yeah. running out you should have let me know okay no uh, it's all good let's uh usually i uh, do some recurring questions let's get uh, into a couple and then we can wrap it up yeah yeah um one, the, wa- the one that's always interesting to me is uh just because you can be hard on yourself if you want to but what advice would you give your younger self uh before you got into or before you decided to pursue the art path although in your case i guess it was really uh Let's say twenty years old or something like that. You know when you maybe
1: don't drink so much. Yeah, is that yeah, I used to drink a lot.
0: Peter Reek told me to drink more. He said that's oh. how he got art done. Well, but this, now I'm getting some conflicting ha- hats messages. Hats off here. to him. I don't know. <laughs> I
1: haven't had a I haven't had a drop in almost six years. But yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> and then and, and
0: then m- made your art better. The productivity went up.
1: Absolutely. That was <laughs> like that was the catalyst to like do what I do is I got sober. But um no I don't know I, advice to myself. Uh, oh, I was twenty. Um dedicate more time to being creative, you know, like mm-hmm. de- like put aside time to, to be creative, you know, like I would just do it when the inspiration struck, but I know now that like creativity is, is like a muscle and you just kind of have to like, you got to take mm-hmm. it to the gym every once in a while. So like if you just do the thing, then the, the good ideas come after, you know?
0: Um, I guess so. But that kind of advice is hard to listen to, right? Oh would man, you, I didn't listen, listen to anybody when yeah. I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you wouldn't, I wouldn't you, listen to anybody. You wouldn't listen to yourself unless you time traveled and you're like, okay, well, can't can't mess around yeah. here who's this, this guy this guy looks like me who's this handsome salt and pepper version of myself you know? <laughs> so younger your younger self would like you right now probably this guy's cool yeah working on cars Lots making of tattoos. art yeah, yeah there you go how many tattoos i got a few a couple uh, okay well i think what we'll do is just you'll have to come back because i did want to get into especially um the fact that you didn't go to post-secondary you know these and these days the, w- the way the art schools are getting really expensive yeah i i mean that's a whole big uh conversation that we can I, I'll just say you know I'll be happy to have you back one day and we'll anytime you want to have it.
1: me man I'm, I'm glad to come on down
0: sweet um, so I guess uh, you do you want to let people know how they can find you uh,
1: yeah for sure if you want to check out the the brand it's explorerspress.com all one word um, the shop is called half and half and it's half and half dot shop on Instagram um, my my signage company is called Seinfeld S I G N F E L D Seinfeld Custom on Instagram right, cool. and um, if you can figure out how to spell my last name
0: Say Brendan, it again Br- Brendan McGannity on Instagram McGannity. I don't know yeah God damn it I messed it up come all find right, me well. on the internet dude well see you once again all these things you just mentioned like oh yeah those things we should talk about too but anyways yeah well, I think what we'll do is uh, yeah, I'll have you back and we'll just keep going with this thing yeah I would love uh, to thank you so much cool thank you for having me I learned a lot. I hope uh, people learned a lot too. I talked um, a lot. Yeah. (laughs) That's the point of it. it was really cool. (laughs) Um, All right, people, you had some knowledge dropped on you. That was pretty magic. Uh, Magic or pretty magic? It was pretty magical. Um, If you want to learn more about uh, Creative Theory Podcast, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and all that. Uh, Tune in next week for our super cool friends from SnackCast because they're hilarious. And if not, uh, we'll, uh, I'll be back in two weeks. Otherwise, this time I'll take us out with Reign by Eben. I think that's the name. Yeah. Let's enjoy some Muzak and uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.